It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Alex Jones is suing. The January 6th committee, he is refusing to cooperate and good for him. A bunch of other people have as well. And I think that these are truly the worst of the worst. It looks like, I think it's fair to say, I think most reasonable people would assume this. The goal of the committee is just to stop a Trump 2024 run. We've got this ongoing grand jury in New York. It's actually a grand jury convened to indict Donald Trump and grand juries tend to indict. So Donald Trump may very well get indicted, but at the very least, at least Alex Jones You'd expect him to, and I'm glad he is. He's standing up. He's fighting back. He's refusing. And he, he released a statement a while ago where he said basically that they're, they're going to rope him in. They're going to bring him in. They're going to ask him questions. They're going to claim he lied. So he's best just pleading the fifth and fighting this. So again, good for Alex. We've also got Joe Biden's administration basically saying there's going to be death and pain for people just before Christmas. Thanks for that. Because they're unvaccinated. And we're going to get, I believe, tomorrow a big announcement about their new measures and their plan for tackling COVID. A lot of people think it's going to be serious restrictions, possibly having to do with air travel, especially during the holidays. This will be big. And we got a couple other crazy stories, too, in that capacity. We've got Cory Booker. We got Elizabeth Warren. We got Jim Cramer, all triple vaxxed and boosted. They all got COVID. So there's a theory. I got a theory. They lied about it. They lied about getting vaccinated. How much you want to bet these these people lied about it? But we'll talk about all that stuff. And then we got a couple other stories that are freak. We got three retired generals saying that they believe there there is a possibility of a military coup in 2024 because the military is straight divided right now and something must be done about it. And then we've got an advisor to the CIA who tracks civil wars in other countries saying that we are we we may be in the third phase already. She basically said there's three phases. One and two, we've long since passed. The third phase, we may have entered on January 6th. So, of course, January 6th is like this this nightmare scenario for these people. But we'll get, we'll get into all of that. Joining us today to talk about this and more, it's Fresh and Fit. You hey. You want to introduce yourselves? We're back, man. Marvin Gaines. Fresh Prince CEO. <laughs> Hey man, so uh that's fit. <laughs> I'm fresh. <laughs> we'll get confused. We but uh, yeah, we're back, man. Yeah, yeah, no happy more podcast. Happy to be here. Other right than you guys. Cool. What what do you, you guys want to just uh, explain real quick what you guys do? Oh yeah, we should probably do that, right? They're like, who are these <laughs> guys? <laughs> guys? <laughs> Random dudes. Yeah, some guy in a chain and a guy in a skull shirt. Who the hell are these guys? No, um Myron Gaines, man, uh, we have the Fresh Fit podcast. We talk about, you know, becoming a better man with the number one men's podcast in the world. We talk about, you know, making money, getting girls, getting in shape. Just becoming the best version of yourself. Investing as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, investing exactly. Real you know, estate, credit scores. Into real estate investing and cryptocurrency so. and all of the stuff. You know, I'm really big into real estate. About to close on my seventh property for the year. Oh, wow. Snap. At the end of the uh, month. So you know, we're just all about helping guys. You know, self improve and understand that the dating marketplace has changed and you got to adapt, baby. That's a lot to manage. Seven properties. It, dude, it's it is a lot. But yeah. my my pops helps me out because I got property in Florida and then Connecticut. And my dad oh, manages yeah. the Connecticut property. Cool. So. Yeah. Are, are you the founder of BLM? What, uh, what, how many houses you have? Yeah, I am the founder. <laughs> I am the founder, actually. I'm well, the that lady now. Patrice, wasn't it? Patrice yeah, Collins. Yeah, like seven houses or something. Five, five houses at like half a million bucks. Yeah. And she was like, it's okay. It's for my family. Oh. It's like, oh, you're, you're. Huge really, family. Really well. I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, I guess the issue is like, I don't know why I don't care. 
you know, like, oh, famous person is rich. Like, oh, you know, no. <laughs> yeah. I think if you're famous and you're not rich, you're stupid. Mm-hmm. Well, the, one of the other things <laughs> we'll get into as well is I guess, uh, uh you, you've been exposed as a fed. You're a fed. Yes. I got doxxed mm. and I'm here. He's the ops, man. Yeah. I'm the, <laughs> he's the ops, brother. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, man. So, you know, I got doxxed like, you know, they, if you Google my real name, which I won't even say, but at this point it is what it is. Like, you know, basically like people put out my real name and then if you Google my real name, like an affidavit comes back for a case I did right before I resigned. And, you know, I guess I'll just say it at this point. I was a former special agent of Homeland Security Investigations, HSI. I did criminal investigations for from 2013. I was an agent in 2013 to 2020. Wow. I was interned from 2010 to 2013. Uh, and then I became an agent in 2013, went to the academy, and then, I, you know, got stationed to Laredo, Texas, my first duty station. Then I went to Miami, Florida. Fantastic career. It was a great job. You know, I have nothing bad to say about the agency or uh, the job itself. But that was, was during really your fun. podcast, right? I'm sorry? That was during your podcast, right? Yes, I, so I, I was doing the podcast, uh, and then, you know, they didn't like my pod. You know, we talk about controversial things like womanizing. So, <laughs> so they didn't, they didn't really like it. And they're like, Hey, you know, you got to pick one, you know, cause I had my, my business. I was doing my, I was running my fitness business on my podcast. Right. And then I also was doing my job, uh, with, with the feds. And they're like, Hey, like, you know, you got to be testifying. You have to have a certain type of character, blah, 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 you know, which yep. I, I understood. I get it. You know, I'm voicing my opinion on YouTube and it might not be the best you know, for testifying for cases. And I had a pretty big case at the time, so I got it. But, you know, I was kind of put in a weird position where I had to make a choice. So at the time, we were just expanding. We had invested in the studio. So I said, you know what? I'm going to take a bet on myself and, you know, ended up working out. But, you know, I have, again, nothing bad to say about the agency. It was a lot of fun. We'll we'll get into it. Yeah. I I got some questions, but we're going to get into that (laughs) a lot later, of course. But, hey, guys, it's pretty crazy out there as you guys are hearing all the news. Don't forget, you have to obey Dr. Fauci and Lord Savior Bill Gates every day. Don't forget to take your shots. Excuse me. Shots. How many? That's uh, medical advice, Luke. And I'm not giving any medical advice. You got to tell people to go talk to their doctor. Talk to your remember? medical doctors. You know, do whatever you got to do, but just obey Fauci, Bill Gates at all costs. I guess how, they're doctors, right? <laughs> they're, they're beyond that. They're, yeah. they're, if there is super, something beyond. Super doctors. Like super god overlord. So how many you know shots exactly? I think 1984 should be fitting. I think that exact number of shots, I think, will definitely help slow the spread. It. And that's why <laughs> I made this t-shirt that reads 1984 shots to oh slow the spread, goodness. which you could exclusively get on thebestpoliticalshirts.com. And because you do, I'm here. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited about this conversation. Thanks so much for coming on. No, thank Just you add to that as well. Do you believe in depopulation? Absolutely. 100%. And I think it's I, not that I don't believe. It's not that I believe in it. A lot of very powerful people do. Mm. And that's the most important I, I aspect of it. What, what you'll get is in the establishment, they use the most extreme version of what that means versus Bill Gates literally doing a TED Talk where he's like, we want to slow population growth down. You know what I mean? Mm. So like, if you say that, you could be referring to Bill Gates, you know, doing research on uh, implantable birth control chips, which is a real thing, but it sounds crazy. Mm. I didn't believe Luke when he brought it up. Yeah, and then I it's it like up. Bloomberg reported. It's not yeah. even a big deal, apparently, to these guys. And if you mention that, they make it seem like you're talking about some wild, crazy conspiracies and all that stuff. And don't forget, go to invertedworldbook.com because Timcast has officially released its first book. And uh, here's what I, I find something really funny. First of all, with you guys supporting us, we announced this uh, uh, last week. I think this was Friday, wasn't it? We announced this. It's uh, Inverted World. Tales from the Inverted World book is number one in like five different categories yes. already in new releases. It's already a bestseller, which is absolutely crazy. And here's the best part. This is a book about ghosts, UFOs, you know, birds missing, the rat experiments, simulation theory. And it ends with this big story about a serial killer who's, who's never been found and been going on for like a decade plus in Long Island. And when you go to Amazon, it says people also, uh, customers also bought this book. 
and it's Peter Navarro's book, and it's Michael Malice's book. So you got the Anarchist Handbook, and you got In Trump Time, and then you've got Tales from the Inverted World. These books probably shouldn't go together, but because you guys who watch support these books, you can clearly see it. So uh, tremendously grateful to everybody who buys it. And if you're interested in this, uh, go to invertedworldbook.com. Don't forget, go to timcast.com. Become a member if you want to support our work. We're going to have a members-only segment coming up after the show around 11 or so p.m. And you can like this video, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Let's just talk about Mr. Alex Jones already. We got CNN reporting. I love to use CNN for this stuff. Alex Jones sues House January 6th committee. They say conspiracy theorist and right-wing provocateur Alex Jones says he will not comply with demands. The House Select Committee investigating January 6th has made for his testimony and records. According to a new lawsuit he filed on Monday, the lawsuit seeks to block the subpoenas and claims Jones should be protected under the First Amendment. He says that he will also decline to answer questions so as not to incriminate himself. It lands in a moment when the committee has pushed aggressively for witnesses to share what they know about the planning of the January 6th rallies. And they are intentionally, in my opinion, this is what I believe, the January 6th committees are intentionally conflating the rallies with the people storming the Capitol. Because there were a ton of people who were just like regular people there waving American flags as Trump was like, we're going to go watch peacefully and blah, blah, blah. And they went home. And there was a lady, she was like a psyops uh, officer or whatever in the army. She had nothing to do with anything at the Capitol. She went to the rally, gone, discharged. There were a bunch of people who have lost their jobs. Now, apparently the guy from Bob's Burgers has been fired. One of the guys, yeah. because they were like, we think he was there. So yeah. this, this is, it, look, I think the January 6th committee is completely insane. I think it's all bunk BS. And I think they're trying to strip resources away from people who support Trump so that they can't support him as well moving into 2024. Well, they have to mm. include the rallies because there's only so many Chewbacca guys, grannies, and feds that they have to go after <laughs> that were a part of everything else that happened that other day. But uh, it's also interesting to note here that Jones actually volunteered to submit documents and answers in writing for this particular committee, and then the committee refused to do this. They are also requesting his phone records, and as we know, the previous committee members released private phone records. There's also some accusations about phone records being doctored after they garnered them from this January 6th committee. So there's a lot of reasons why a lot of people are saying, I'm not going to be complying with this. And this counter lawsuit is going to be interesting because is I bet there's probably going to be discovery on both sides, right? Maybe. I mean, Steve Bannon tried that. You know, he was filing saying he wanted evidence released on what the government had on this stuff. And then the judge was like, no. A lot of work for misdemeanor. A lot of work yeah, for misdemeanor. Because right? I yeah. think a lot of people forget that, like, these charges that they're coming after him for. You know, because I've read a couple of the criminal complaints written by the FBI agents. And, uh, yeah, they're misdemeanor charges, and it's a lot of work <laughs> yeah. to be going after a misdemeanor charge. And just so people know, like, you know, the feds typically don't do a case unless it's, number one, a felony. And then, number two, it's going to do substantial substantial time. Because the thing is with the federal court system is you have AUSAs, right, assistant United States attorneys. And I don't want to sound like a jerk, but. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They're kind of divas. They don't take every case that comes to them. They, they want they want to be able to, they want to win. There's a reason why federal prosecutors have such a high win rate. And the reason why is because they pick and choose which cases they want to take. If a case isn't good enough, they'll say, give it to the state or whatever else. Yep. So for them to take misdemeanors and push it to this level, 
is a fairly unorthodox. Obviously, I get it. Like, you know, hey, these guys broke into the Capitol. It's a grievous well, act. You, you know, you, you've dealt with this stuff. Yeah. When you were working at the, uh, was it Homeland, uh, HSI? Yeah. Well, so, well see, so with this type of stuff, no, not in particular. I investigated more like Mexican cartels and everything, but I'm uh, very okay. aware. You know what I mean? I, right, I, right, right. It was, it was in your periphery, maybe? Yeah. I mean, uh, when you when you do, you know, criminal investigations, regardless of the agency that you work for, whether it's, you know, DEA, FBI, whatever it is, we all go through the same federal court system. We use the same prosecutors, the same judges, et cetera. And you get very familiar with what a- every agency does as far as like, you know, what their investigative authority is. And in a lot of cases, you have a lot of overlap. You know, like for example, ATF, DEA, FBI, HSI, we all have something called Title 21, which is we can all do drug investigations to certain extents. But, you know, this is where the fighting comes in between agencies because, hey, well, this is my target. No, it's not. Well, I'm Title 21 designated. Well, I am too, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, so you get to be very familiar with other agencies' authorities because of that very situation where there can be confliction issues. I have a question. There's a lot of yeah. circumstantial evidence that there was a lot of undercover federal agents involved in January 6th, whether yeah. provocateurs or organizers. Do you think a lot of those rumors are true? And have you been able to see some of the circumstantial evidence suggesting that? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, um, you know, because w- w- undercover is still like the public will think like it's undercover, but it's nothing more than an, an agent in plain clothes because, you know, there is no uniform for 1811s or special agents like they wear regular clothing. It's, you know, sometimes they might wear a suit like you see in the movie. Sometimes they wear jeans. Sometimes they wear streetwear. So it wouldn't be improbable for one to yeah. be there, you know, just because of the situation for them to be out there and see what's going on. And bam, I, you got your eyewitnesses right there. So. You know, if you're like in a real undercover capacity where you're like dealing with criminals and everything else like that and you're actually in an undercover position, then that's different. Yeah, there's some crazy videos out there of guys clearly antagonizing, clearly saying we're going to go to the Capitol and then those individuals weren't charged. People calling for violence not being charged. So there's a lot of questions surrounding how involved the federal government was and what extent did they help organize and, and execute a lot of this. I could see that as potentially problematic, though, from a prosecutor, a prosecutorial standpoint. Because like, if you if you had a, a, a UC agent running around like antagonizing the crowd, like yeah, let's storm the Capitol, blah blah blah, like that would create so many issues for the prosecution to build a strong case. Because you know, then you can say, well, they were they predisposed? Were they going to do it? Did the government actually take an active role in entrapping? them so like i could see how that could be problematic you know from a prosecution standpoint those videos seem a bit over over the top uh for me there's there's one guy and he's like wearing like a red hoodie and he's like everybody here's what we're gonna do and and i think i i agree with you on this one they're they're gonna they're gonna be able to file that like the the defense is gonna be able to get the evidence the prosecution has exactly now it's possible through discovery right right they're gonna get everything like the thing is is that anytime there's a criminal case built like the, the prosecutor has to hand everything over to the defense, which is considered discovery. And there's actually huge issues if they don't turn everything over. Like they can get disbarred. They can get hit with, you know, a bunch of issues. So they always turn everything over, even if it's not in their best interest to do so. So if they were to actually do a case and then they found out the agents were doing this stuff undercover and they antagonize the crowd, I doubt any prosecutor that wants to win would take that case. They'd be like, hell no, because USAs are very picky on what yeah, they take. Yeah, yeah. I think it's entirely possible that these guys were some kind of agent provocateurs or whatever. And we've seen this at many protests, even even left-wing protests. You'll see guys show up. It's very obvious that they're to start violence and you don't know who they're with. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is it possible? Yes. I would say, how do you prove it anyway, even if it was the case? Because it's not going to be through any conventional means if it's true. So I think the simple answer is it probably just rowdy guys who are like trying to cause trouble. You but I mean? those guys weren't charged, and there's clear evidence who they are, uh, what they did, and, and there's videos of them inciting it. And there's videos of them sure, calling for sure. it, but why aren't they charged is the big question, and some people say that would it's, be it's, evidence, it's, it's, but it's, it's not no, official it's, well, evidence. Well, it's not. It's actually really simple. 
They go to these guys because they know who they are because they were vocal and loud. And they say, you're going to go to prison unless you tell us the names of all the people who are with you. And then that guy says, you got it, boss. And then all of a sudden, he's no longer in the charging documents. All of a sudden, he's no longer in criminal complaints because he's cooperating and giving everybody up. So yeah. I, I, that, that's what I found really interesting is that people immediately assume. Happens a lot all the time. Especially with the feds. The happens all the they time. They find the one guy. Look, look, look. You got all these videos and the feds are trying to figure out who these guys are. Do you know this person? Do you know this person? Then you get a video of a guy who's standing there in plain view of the camera yelling over and over again what to do. And they're like, okay, this is going to be an easy guy to find. He's tall. He's this age. He looks like this. We know what he sounds like. He knows where he is. They find him. And then they say, who was with you? Who was talking with you? Give us your phone. And he says, yes. And then they say, okay, we're not going to charge you because you're cooperating. That's giving the government the benefit of the doubt, which I wouldn't give them here I don't, in I don't this think particular so. case. Um, I, we'll, we're going to wait till this data and information comes oh, yeah, no, forward for sure, in, the, yeah. in, the, in the court proceedings. Yeah. But for right now, there is a lot of circumstantial evidence. We'll see how it unfolds, but there's still so much that we don't know. Even the video footage is being kept away from the general public, That's which true. is crazy, yep. which yeah. is absolutely not well, no, for sure. It's because misdemeanors. It's because... You, you watch a lot of this footage and it's people bumbling around confused half the time. You know, there was violence and there was rioting, but yeah, it, it's, it, it, I, I definitely see both perspectives. I'm just giving you guys like th- that perspective where like, if you were to actually do that as a UC, it could be extremely problematic to prosecution and knowing prosecutors and how they operate, federal prosecutors, especially they're extremely selective on what they take. And yes, I mean, a lot of cases are built on the backs of you know, people testifying against each other. That's how mm-hmm. the big cases are made. Like if I was an investigator and I got a guy and I see him rallying everybody up, well, I know for a fact this guy has some kind of influence on these guys. I'm going to turn him. Here, here's the important thing. Alex Jones is on video, multiple videos, saying do not do this. Do not be violent. He's telling everyone not to go to the Capitol. They're trying to trick you. He's trying to stop them. Of all the people, of many people who were there antagonizing, Alex Jones was doing the opposite. The reason why I think they're going after him, they're going after people who used to work for the Trump administration. They're going after Jones. (laughs) They want to drain as much of their resources as possible. So here's the thing people need to understand about getting called to to testify before this committee. They're going to say, we, you know, we hereby subpoena you to release all phone records, all this, all that, all otherwise. You know what you have to do then? You've got to hire a lawyer to do it. Facts. The lawyer is going to have to go through all your email and figure out what they what they're entitled to and what they're not based on these these demands. And it is going to get expensive. Otherwise, I suppose you can be like, I don't have the money. I can't do it. And then I don't know what they'll do. Maybe take all of your emails. Maybe try and come after everything you own. Say, okay, then we'll take everything. Not like you own, but like all of your private data. They, they would have to get a search warrant though. Like with a subpoena, like you don't, like subpoenas, are, are, a lot of the times it depends on what agency does it under what authority. But well, like, it's it's Congress. Yeah, subpoenaing. Information. Well, it's not just that; it's also the federal government pressing charges on a lot of the people surrounding January sixth, inc- including Owen Troyer, that has an open case against him and an open investigation by the federal government uh, against him because allegedly he was near uh, the Capitol. And I think, um, correct me if I'm wrong, I think there's videos uh, of Jones outside saying, "Hey, you guys are being set up. Stop engaging. Stop fighting." Uh, um, I mean, that video alone in itself, again, love or, love or hate him, there's video of, of him saying, don't do this, let's be nonviolent. That that should exonerate him from a lot of this. What are the yeah, other things beating the actual like case? If it's criminal, they're going to need a search warrant. It's one, not right? criminal, though. It's not. No, well, no. Owen Troyer, it is. Right, right, right. This is the January 6th. This is Congress issuing a subpoena for information for records. So this means... Jones has to file a loose lawsuit to stop them from getting access to his records or whatever. Because you know what will happen? They'll get access to his records. 
There will be nothing in there incriminating, but there will be embarrassing things that will get leaked to the press of or course. taken out of context. They'll, yeah. they'll manipulate the evidence like they did with, with, uh, with But he's got to be Jim able Jordan. to assert his Fourth Amendment right to some degree. He has a, obviously a very strong re- reasonable expectation of privacy. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, th- th- I mean, th- he's got to be. Yeah, I, I, I really doubt they'd be able to get access to it. I can make it simple for everybody is uh, use end-to-end encryption and use VPNs yeah. and tell them to get a warrant. Yep. But what yeah, if these are I, yeah. like, like an exactly. example to say, hey, you know what? Here's, here's an example of what we're not to do. Let's use Alex Jones. I hope not. I mean, I, he, I think he has the ability and the resources to get a lawyer. But, th- man, th- they should not. Like, he has a serious reasonable expectation of privacy in his emails, yep. phone communication, etc. Like, you... Because I've because here's the thing I've done Title Three intercepts like I've done those cases where a Title Three intercept is when you listen to a phone real time right or wow. to get someone's emails or whatever it takes an enormous amount of probable cause to get into that stuff now I'm not sure you said it's not a criminal case you know but regardless he's still going to have an expectation of privacy and if the right. government's going to come in and try to get your information Fourth Amendment man and yep. they're going to need some kind of <laughs> serious stuff to be able to get well, in Well, it depends on what kind of judge signs off at on it because if we remember the Edward Snowden, Glenn Greenwald days, we found out that judges uh, blankly just generally signed everything over allowing federal agencies to spy on, of course, the American if people. It's a FISA they want changes. It, yeah. it's let, a FISA let me ask you something. Yes. Yeah. You, you said you, do, you did, what, Title Three interceptions? Yeah. So that's literally like you're listening in and you can hear the phone ring and then like, oh, how does it work? Yeah, or can so, you hear them if the phone's not being active? No, you can't. Okay. So so here's the thing. like, And there's there's different spectrums of this, but Title Three is when you're listening to a phone like for a criminal case, right, which you're – They don't know you're, you're eavesdropping. Yeah, they don't, they don't know. But this – when I did it, you know, most of the time when the government does it, it's for drug cases. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it was a drug investigation I did and you were listening to it. Now, I will tell you guys, and anyone will tell you this. An affidavit to, to get probable cause for a Title III intercept, you need more probable cause to listen to someone's phone than to arrest them. Wow. I'll say that again. Yeah. yeah. You, need, you need more probable cause to listen to their phone to arrest them because the thing is, is you need to establish that the phone is used for some kind of criminal activity. Had and you, to be able to do that, you have to gather evidence to show that that phone is used in criminal activity. A lot of the times, it's beyond the threshold of an arrest. Sorry, go ahead. Have you ever uh, dealt with someone using end-to-end encryption? Like, so could, could you listen signal. to signal phone calls? <laughs> well, look, 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 a better a better question is VoIP, right? Yeah. So if someone dials a number and presses go, that's what you're typically hitting, right? So I never did on end-to-end encryptions. I always did it on phones. But um, Well, that, that, end-to-end encryption would just be like, I got signal on my phone, Yeah, right? like WhatsApp or Signal right. or, or Telegram. So that's, that's not these. going through a phone company. You know what I mean? So you'd have to go to Facebook or whatever and be like, we want access to this, in, to direct to this line. You know what I mean? So I'm not aware at this point. So I, I can't speak on it in an educated fashion, but I will tell you that when I did them, we did them on phones. And, you know, it's, it's not that hard because a lot of guys, they would just like use regular phones. Like cell phones? They would use cell phones. Yeah. They would use burner phones but, and they would change the phone number often. But so you got to so. get access to these phone companies or is this like, yeah. Out, I mean, yeah, you would, you would go through the phone companies to do it. But you right. would have to have like an enormous amount of probable cause to do it. But this is criminal, remember. So like when you're doing like a criminal case, it has different, you know, sets and procedures than like let's say a FISA court. You know what I'm saying? That's like more national security related. You know, that's you know <laughs> classified stuff. I didn't deal with that side ever really. And and, it, and the reason why is because of the pain in the end. Yeah. Let's let's really. let's take it to the meme territory. Yeah. We got this story from the Washington Post. Quote. We are closer to civil war than any of us would like to believe, new study says. This is from Barbara F. Walter, 
University of California at, uh, at San Diego, serves on a CIA advisory panel called the Political Instability Task Force that monitors countries around the world and predicts which of them are most at risk of deteriorating into violence. By law, the task force can't assess what's happening with the, within the United States. But Walter, a longtime friend who has spent her career studying the conflicts in Syria, Lebanon, Northern Ireland, Sri Lanka, the Philippines, Rwanda, Angola, Nicaragua, and elsewhere, applied the predictive techniques herself to this country. Her bottom line is that we are closer to civil war than any of us would like to believe. She lays out the argument in detail in her new book. Now, I'll pause here. Could she just be trying to sell a book? She's an expert on civil war. She wants people to read about her area of expertise. She sees conflict in this country and then tells everybody and then they eat it up. Or let me read this. They're going to say, indeed, the U.S. has already gone through what the CIA identifies as the first two phases of insurgency, the pre-insurgency and incipient conflict phases. And only time will tell whether the final phase, open insurgency, began with the sacking of the Capitol by Donald Trump supporters on January 6th. Mm. Uh, I would like to interject, good friends at the Washington Post. Let me just add a sentence. And only time will tell whether the final phase, open insurgency, began with the sacking of cities across the country by Black Lives Matter and Antifa following the George Floyd incident. Uh-huh. Ooh. <laughs> you see, they, they totally they totally skip over that and act like we that. didn't deal with 100 plus days of violent ridings and dozens dead. However, this, this is the point I want to get to. Is this woman who is a CIA advisor who tells them when other countries are going to break down in a civil war, is she just selling a book? Or is this legit? That's, that's a very good question because yeah. you, you could be absolutely right. It could be sensationalistic. It could be hyperbolic. But there are signs that do prove some merit in her conversation. Now, the comment that I would add to this, if there is one government secretive agency that knows about civil war, it's the one that has been spreading civil wars all around the world. And that, of course, <laughs> is the CIA, well, which go. they have been doing all over Latin America, all over the you know uh, Asian countries, all over the Middle East. So, so uh, I mean, obviously, she comes from a perspective where she also has information where she's privy to that we don't know anything about. So when you look at the information uh, that they, she's able to declassify the databases she's able to go into, she might be seeing something that 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 we're not allowed to know that could be still classified that does show this kind of bigger partisanship, this kind of bigger conflict brewing, because we've been talking about it for a very long time. And and the conditions that create this kind of partisanship, uh, big tech social media and the corporate media, they work in tandem to divide people politically. Those two ingredients, that, that fuel for this fire isn't stopping. It's only getting more powerful. It's only becoming more readily available. And it's only becoming something that we can't avoid even more. So the conditions that create these Civil War-like aspects, they're not going away. They're only becoming stronger. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
I'll, I'll throw it to the January 6th story we were just talking about. Yep. When you've got an overtly politi- politicized government, you know, body yep. issuing subpoenas on a and going after with legal power and criminal charges against former members uh, members of the for- of the previous administration, I'm like, dude, it's wild. You know, man, I've been talking about this for a long time, and I, I, I'm not saying I know for sure exactly what will happen, but at a certain point, I really want to swear, and I'm going to do it, at a certain point, man, at a certain point, okay, I said it twice, all right, just so you know, I'm serious. Right after. It starts with me being like, hey, look, people are beating each other in the streets, and this ideology is, 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 you know, this divide is getting worse. When you've got what happened with George Floyd protests, riots, several dozen dead. When you get January 6th, when you have a panel of establishment politicians using government power to to file criminal charges against members of the previous administration, for the love of God, this country is being ripped apart and it's at the highest possible levels. You you throw away everything else. You throw away the January 6th, you you throw away the riots, you throw away, you pretend, pretend like none of that ever happened. And you come out and you say that there is a panel, members of Congress, who are issuing subpoenas against the previous executive branch's administration and trying to put them in prison like Steve Bannon. Now they're saying they want criminal charges against Mark Meadows. They are literally trying to imprison the previous administration. And it was these same people who claimed Trump was the bad guy for saying, lock her up in 2016. And it was funny. And he didn't do anything. The dude didn't even fire Fauci, but I will absolutely state Trump was definitely a part of this, this sundering in the United States. But you, but I'm going to say it one more time. We don't need to talk about Antifa. We don't need to be talking about Proud Boys. We can just talk about members of Congress who are, who are filing subpoenas against members of the administration and members of the media. You don't have to like Alex Jones. He is a media personality. Yep. And, and as much as people don't want to, don't want to hear me say it, I'm going to say it. Alex Jones runs a news organization. Now, you can hate him. Which is protected under the First Amendment. That's right. And now they're coming after him. They're filing subpoenas. And, he, and, and this is what Alex is arguing, that he's got a First Amendment right exactly. here to do what he does. And he does. But look at what is happening, man. They have lost the plot. I mean, you look at the stuff they're talking about with Joe Manchin. They're like, one man, who's the real president? Is it Joe Manchin or is it Joe Biden? Manchin's a senator from West Virginia. When was he going to be on your side? No, they demand fealty. Just because Joe Manchin is a Democrat, they demanded that he do whatever they want him to do. And when he doesn't, man, they're going absolutely insane against him, claiming that he that, that Biden needs to slam the boot down. I'll tell you this, man. Every step of the way, we have seen dramatic escalations in what is leading to this country being ripped apart. And we are watching it right now. And then when a CIA advisor professor lady comes out and she's like, yeah, it's happening. It's Trump's fault, by the way, but it's happening. I'll be like, it doesn't matter if she thinks it's Trump's fault. What matters is she thinks it's happening because you got a bunch of people who now think it's happening. Here's so, the other crazy thing, too. You said earlier, you said a, a grand jury in, was convened simply to indict Trump in New oh, York yeah, City. That's right. Yeah. That's crazy. Pull because, that up. So here's the thing about grand juries. Grand juries typically, like, they, they've been working together for, you know, weeks or months on end. And they've seen and heard a bunch of cases. The fact that they're convening a grand jury solely for... Donald Trump is crazy to me. That's that's wild because that's not normal. That's out of protocol. But let's 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 and let's then, let's, let's oh, call let's call that political and um, a bit hyperbolic in a sense. I, I, I'm sure they'll tell you. Well, the scope of our investigation is fraud into the Trump administration or something like that. But we got the story, man. Yeah. This this, this this is this has been news for the past couple months. That high profile, or I should say, like that that, that individuals working within the Trump administration, including journalists, 
have been subpoenaed to testify on a grand jury to to indict Donald Trump there. And now it is being speculated. He will be indicted. And if he's indicted, he will not be able to run in 2024. Wow. The nation.com, which is a leftist publication, said Donald Trump will not be running for president in 2024. Something to that effect. And the first paragraph is Donald Trump will be indicted for fraud and this will prevent him from running. The witch hunts is real. Just fraud let, me, let, me, let, me, let me ask you. You have experience with grand juries maybe of a little course, bit? Of course, yeah. yeah, so yeah. How often do they, they return have to, that's why That's why this is weird to me because here's the thing. The federal court system, everyone is in it. So it, it would happen all the time. I'd go in a grand jury. I'd present my case, right? Some drug case, whatever it may be. And then there'd be an FBI agent come after me. He'd go and do bank robbery. Then there'd be a DA agent. He'd come in and do a drug case. Then there'd be an ATF agent come in and do somebody for a felon in possession. So we all would use the same grand jury, which is weird to me because that grand jury will hear, hear hundreds of cases over wow. the span of a few months. That's how grand jury works at the federal system. And then you come in, you testify, you tell the facts of your case. You're in there with your prosecutor. You step out. Your prosecutor comes out. True bill. Bang. And then you get your this arrest This is warrant. state level, just to clarify. Oh, it's state? Yeah, New, yes, York, New York State. state. Yep. So New the York feds, cl- so I'll tell you this, that's very interesting. So that tells me that the feds probably didn't want it and it went to the state because any AUSA would love to do, to do a case like this, especially where in New York exactly is this? Is this, southern uh, I think this is Southern, so, yeah, Southern. So, so it's probably New York City, so it falls under Southern District of New York, which is an, a very Manhattan. aggressive prosecutorial office. It's actually one of the best in the country, the mm-hmm. Southern District of New York. They have, so they've done all the big mafia cases, they do the big uh, racketeering cases, etc. So, they do big, sexy cases like this. So I'm surprised that the feds didn't take it. So that tells me they, they probably didn't want it. And this they said, you know what? We'll run with it. With, in your experience, I know feds different from state, but how, yeah. what percentage do they, ret- like, if, if, what percentage of, uh, of grand juries of like cases are returned as indictments? Almost. If, if like you're a, going like 95%. Yeah. Because, because by the time, here, here's how, how tight the, the reason why the federal system doesn't lose is because by the time you take a case to an AUSA and you present it and you guys gather your evidence and you actually have enough to indict, that prosecutor is ready for trial, guys, at the federal system. They're, they're ready for trial. That's why the feds rarely lose because prosecutors don't take cases unless they know they're going to win. They don't want to go to trial. They want to win. So yeah. and, th- and so if they don't take it, this tells me right now it probably tried to go federal. They said, hell no, we're not going to win this thing. And this they say, you know what, we'll take it. So I got to say, I th- very interesting. grand though. juries are not – like like full on trials, you know, where it's difficult oh. and there's it's non adversarial. No. This means that the state walks into a bunch of people and says, "Here's here's what they're going for. They're claiming that Donald Trump inflated the value of his buildings to secure loans, which is fraud. Something to that effect." Okay. So and I just want to clarify with the state system. I don't know how often the grand jury convenes, but I know at the federal level, they typically go for a few weeks to a few months. My understanding is that grand juries almost always issue indictments because they're not looking. Yeah, they for, always do. Almost always. Right. Because they're looking for a preponderance of evidence. So that means someone from the state's going no, to walk probable up. Cause. Probable, pro- probable cause. Because it's criminal. If it's go, if, so, so if I thought a grand jury just ne- needs a little bit more than probable cause. No, no, no. Probable cause. So, so. To return a criminal indictment? Yes. Wow. Probable cause. So, so at the federal level, I mean, regardless, the United States is probable cause, right? You need probable cause to affect an arrest, right? But for an indictment or a criminal complaint, whatever charging document you want to use in information, it's always probable cause. But, um, but the fact that the state didn't take it, I mean, sorry, the feds didn't take it is alarming to me because normally they would do something like this. So what probably happened is this. The, the feds are rarely going to charge a charge that the state is also going to charge. So, for example, if the feds wanted to do a fraud case, they would deconflict with the state and then one of them would take it. So the fact that this, the feds don't have it and the state has it tells me probably went to the state. They did wow, a grand jury, dude. convened, 
and then they uh, and then they presented the case to the grand jury. The state system is a little bit different. I, I just I just confirmed it. You're right. It's probable cause. Yeah, it's probable cause. Yeah. Trump's getting Trump. indicted. So it's crazy. This is a plan is so that he can't run basically yeah. on purpose. That's the point. That could be it. Damn, there's 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 no way I would ever believe it otherwise. And there's so many people I got I got a I I covered this, you know, like last week and I get these emails from salty, you know, Democrats or whatever, anti Trump people and they're like, No, his crimes are finally catching up to him and I'm like, Oh sh if the dude's been this active everywhere for this long, you think they wouldn't have come after him for anything he was doing? They're coming after him because Trump they, I guess the argument is he was obsessed with the net worth the value of his properties mm-hmm. and so he inflated their value. Okay, well, are you going to explain to the grand jury that property values are nebulous? Like, if I were to ask you, like, your property values, how do you determine the property value? An appraisal, but that's always, it changes with all the time. And you can get a different appraiser and give you a different number? For sure. Exactly. Yeah. So they're coming sure. after Trump basically because he was like, you got a building worth $500 million, and he goes, eh, you know, probably worth 550 you know, because we did improvements on it. I'm going to get a loan. And they're like, that's fraud. It's mm-hmm. like... Uh, and it's commercial, too. So it, it has even more checks and balances. So... I would love, you know what I want? I would love, if they actually do uh, follow through and he gets charged and everything else like that, I would like to read either the indictment or the criminal complaint that was filed in support. Well, it was more than likely an indictment because it convened a grand jury, so it's probably going to be an indictment. It's not going to be a criminal complaint. So let me just ask everybody who's uh, doubting the idea of a civil war. Do you think if Donald Trump is indicted and can't run, that his supporters, that people on the right are going to be like... I'll say this. It's because... You mentioned some fantastic points earlier about all the things going on. Let's add to that the fact that the, the uh, you know inflation is here. Mm-hmm. You know what? Forty to fifty percent of the U.S. currency in circulation right now was printed in the last eighteen months. Ah, woo! Let's talk about the financial <laughs> side too. Yeah. You know, yeah, fiat dude. currency nowadays is is literally dwindling. Hyperinflation is going to rear its ugly head anytime now. Bloomberg said, "Spend your paycheck as soon as you get yeah, it." Yeah, like it, it's it's crazy. So so you got the polarization between the two parties, right? Between the Democrats and the and, and the Republicans, you got this craziness that went down at Capitol Hill. You got the FBI over here going after dudes for misdemeanors. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? To try to send a message. You got them trying to indict Trump by the state. You know, clearly the feds didn't want to take it out of the most aggressive federal prosecutorial office in the country, by the way. And it, 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 I mean, yeah, th- th- this is insane. I wouldn't be... Yo. She's not crazy. Is This woman from the CIA is not crazy because there's a lot of things in play here. Yeah, I, I, Look, in, in 20... 17, I was like, man, if this kind of ideological, you know, conflict escalates, it's going to reach the highest levels of government. And people have repeatedly said, I was crazy. I was crazy. I was crazy. I was crazy. Now, most people, I think, who say that are typically on the left because they just don't, they're, they're like, nah, the establishment's the best. It'll never happen. The security state. Now look where we are. Now, yeah. look, now look where we are. You brought, you brought up a very important point because yeah. financial problems do lead to conflict, Absolutely. whether external yeah. or internal. You look at historically, a lot of economic upheaval was right before there was a major fight that happened. So that's another aspect to kind of look at here. But this uh, Barbara F. Walter, this CIA political scientist, also said that it's the erosion of democracy that brings us closer to civil war. Mm. And she says that we're in between a democracy and a, a autocracy. Anocracy. Anocracy is what we, she we, called it specifically. Right, right. We are in an anocracy. And she specifically talked about how there's a big separation within the military, how three former retired military generals are talking about how there's a major split in there and how there could be a potential coup d'etat or civil war within the military that could make this well, into an actual hot war. Let's pull this up. Yeah. We got the story from the Washington Post. Three retired retired generals, the military must prepare now for a 2024 insurrection. This is Paul D. Eaton, a retired U.S. Army Major General and Senior Advisor to Vote Vets, and Antonio M. Taguba, retired Army Major General, 
general with 34 years of active duty service. Stephen M. Anderson is a retired brigadier general who served in the U.S. Army for 31 years. Now, I want to read a little bit what they say, but I want to, I want to point out we had the Boston Globe reporting uh, just before, uh, around, the, around the election time, this past, this past, last year, that John Podesta said that he, had, he, he, or, or he was advising the West Coast to secede from the union if Donald Trump wins. I think we may have just bought some time. Hmm. I think I think these next few years, I think a lot of people just didn't like Donald Trump, and they said, "Oh, okay, hundred percent." Republicans were biased. I mean, well, what I mean is, Republicans aren't going to be the ones to secede. They're not the fervent ideologues yeah. that the left is. The Agreed. left goes and smashes and destroys and burns things down. The moment you get one day of one, you know, bad riot, they act like the apocalypse is happening, and that's what they're doing right now, right? So what the Washington, what these generals are saying is like, "Oh no, I can't believe on January sixth, the seventh, they say January sixth, a disturbing number of veterans." That's right. And active duty members. What they're basically saying is the military is split. And what happens come 2024 when election happens, it gets disputed again. And then half the military says this side's right. The other half says this side's right. Yo, welcome to a civil war. And I'll, 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 I'll accentuate this. Five states right now are refusing vaccine mandates and being told by the, the, the federalized, you know, the, the, the generals running the National Guard, the federal level or the, you know, the Biden administration. You have to do this or else. And they're like, nope, National Guard state. So we're watching this, this, this fracture already. What about five states? Do you know? So I, I know Texas, Oklahoma. Let me, yeah, I, let, 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 let me, let me pull it up. Five, uh, states, National Guard. That's crazy though. Yeah. Like it's going to be a standoff between <laughs> those that are vaccinated and those that aren't. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things in play here, man. We can even add in the fact that like the family unit yeah. in the United States in general is crumbling. You know, divorce yeah. rates are at the highest they've ever yeah. been. You know, there's more single people oh, than ever whoa. before. It's five more states. So it's Oklahoma. So here we go. We got Oklahoma, Wyoming, Iowa, Alaska, Nebraska, and Mississippi, and now Texas. Oh, my. Uh, so I got seven Texas. states. I was going to add to your point. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be the vaxxers versus the anti-vaxxers. I think mm. it's going to be the double vaxxers versus the quadruple <laughs> <laughs> vaxxers that the, the civil war is going to be happening from my hey, perspective. Yeah, there's going to be like Bill Maher, right? Yep. Bill Maher got – he got the, the, the full dose. Well, mm. At the time, it was the full dose. Now, yeah. I guess it's not. It's not. But he got two shots. So it's going to be the Bill Maher people being like, we already got vaccinated. We're not doing it again. And it's going to be the, the, the mega vaxxers who are on their like 18th shot because it's been you know a couple of years. And they're going to be like, you're not up to date. <laughs> I mean and the, rest the whole us, I guess. issue with the vaccine, man, is that typically you need at least what? A decade to perfect it. You know, all these other vaccines that we have in at place least. for all these other diseases, you know, there were – worked on and formulated and perfected within a decade, you know, at bare minimum, you got this thing in a year, Well, which is why they got to keep punching Sure, you. sure. I will counter by saying mRNA, uh, the, the, the precursor, like the, the beginnings of it was in the 80s, but not specifically for COVID. Now, here's my, here's my big thing, right? I don't, I, I don't know how to argue scientific research. You know what I mean? Like none of us work in a lab. None of us can yeah, tell yeah, you no, about vaccines. Sure. So I always, I always fall. I'm saying like all the other vaccines. Most it's of true. the other vaccines were like you know perfected within a decade, whereas like on this one we did it in a year. It's a different technology. So it's like, but 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 it leads to a lot of people saying they want long term data on it. But I don't I don't want to rehash that because I'm trying to you know we'll, we'll keep it focused on yeah, the military. Yeah, sure. yeah, but the see. divide here is real because there's some people in the military saying I will comply with Biden's mandates. Some people saying they won't comply. That's already one divide. 
That's, that doesn't even include the political divide, the social divide, the economical divide. Religious too as well. The religious divide. I think they're just literally making concepts and ideas up about human beings to see how further they could divide people because at the end of the day, I do believe a lot of this kind of is divide and conquer. I do believe a lot of this is centralized. But the, the, the National Guards in other states saying, hey, we're not going to go along with what you want us to do with our own bodies is big and a sign of this kind of civil uh, conflict that we're seeing the CIA lady talk about for yeah, sure. I think there's an agenda being pushed here, and uh, the more they can divide us and see how we, you know, manage between ourselves and we destroy ourselves, the better for them because they want to conquer. And overall, having a one power, one I want to say one source, you say yes or no to, either you comply or is it goodbye. That's what. Well, so, so who is who is doing it? Who's trying to divide us? Is it China? Honestly, <laughs> well, there's fourth oh, generational warfare. There's fifth generational warfare. There's a lot of other multinational corporations. Yeah. And some people would argue it is China. Some people would argue it's the multinational corporations that made China as prominent as they are, that sent the slave jobs there, that are connected to the true billionaire class, that's connected to the banking class. So there's a lot of very powerful institutions, very powerful people. But then you get into the realms of speculation. I don't want to get into yeah. into speculating yeah. here uh, because we could go on days and talk about For what sure. we personally believe. Uh, but I think it is clear that we are being divided yeah. more than we ever have been, and it's turning in a nasty, nasty way that we have to try to stop at all costs. But it's not stopping; it's only accelerating. We'll say accelerating. this with China: is that there's, you know, we're talking about the civil war. A war with China is extremely probable. You know what I mean? Like China is buying at the chop. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're buying at the bit right now to go after Taiwan. They go after Taiwan. Well, Taiwan, for a lot of you guys that know, know I'm sure you know this, they make a bunch of our chips that are used for technology. And if China was to take over Taiwan, that would put us in a very <laughs> difficult position where we would probably have to come in and act and defend and help Taiwan. And it's like, uh, uh, you know, and that would put us in a pretty bad spot because you don't want to go to war with China. They're our biggest trader. And already you know? they're so, talking about building a chip plant in Texas, I believe. Yes. Yep. Because they we, are know, trying to, we know what's it's coming. coming. Yeah. It's coming. They're going to invade Taiwan. I, There's no doubt about it. They're, they've been waiting for, for years to do it. Here, here's the here's the issue, the issue I take with, with like this, you know, they're trying to divide us. I'm just like I'm trying to figure out who is they. Because when you've got the military split, when you've got 30,000 active duty military saying no to the vax mandates, when, when seven states are saying they will not abide by this for the National Guard, and I'm like, is it, is it the, the establishment? Like, is it the Democrats, the Uniparty, and now there's like a populist wave that's rejecting this? Because if that's the case, then the division is natural. It's populist versus elitist. Or is there a larger international group like Luke mentions, like multinational corporations who are pitting populists and helping fund these campaigns to create division in the U.S.? Or is it is it actually just that there is a, a psychotic cult ideology growing in this country that manifests itself in, in violence and ignorance? And then there are regular people who are trying to make, you know, trying to live, trying to get by. And when you try, you know, you know, and, and, and I'll accept some of the criticism in this regard because it's frustrating to me. When I try over and over again to reach an olive branch out to these people and what do we get? We got what happened here last week. Anger, rage on, on both sides to be fair. But if I'm like, okay, I'll give you that point. I'll give you that point. I'll give, that, I'll give you that point. Will you agree with me on this? And they say no. And they say screw yeah. you. And they, they threaten more violence at a certain point. You know, look, we're, we are not the, this is, this show is not the Trump MAGA hat Q, anything like that. Mm -hmm. This is the show where I'm talking to a dude who's very lefty, very woke. And I'm like, I, I, I agree with you on systemic racism. I agree with you on those issues. Do you agree with me on individual rights? And they say, no. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If I keep giving olive branches out and they keep taking and taking and taking, so I don't know if this isn't if this if there is like an elite group trying to do this on purpose or this is what happens when you get a cult ideology that is fervent, angry and ignorant and you get people who are I guess opposed to that and and unwilling to compromise with it. Is, yeah. is not respected anymore. Independent thinking is no longer respected. It's like you can't have an opinion on something it's like, "Oh, you think you think Trump did a good job? Oh, well, you're a bigot. You know what I'm saying? They're immediately going to subscribe you to to that end just because of their personal feelings. Whereas like, hey, you didn't so do a terrible let, job let, as a president. Let, 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 let me ask you real quick. Go no, no, go, yeah, ahead, go, ahead. You go ahead. People talk about all the time. It might be Illuminati. It might be the Bilderberg group. Who knows what it is, right? I'm just saying when out of chaos comes order. So look at the Trojan horse, right? They get you from the inside, uh, inside out. I'm just saying like in terms of what we're going on in the future, like let's be real here. We're not getting any better. We're not getting, we're not coming together as one. Yeah. We're dividing between each other. Yeah. But race, you know, religion, all this stuff. Why is this happening? There's somebody out there pushing an agenda. I don't know who it is, but it's causing divide. And once that happens, at some point, I, just really quickly, Tim, you, yeah. you laid out three hypotheses, right? Mm. All of them could be through, uh, true at the same time. So we have to also entertain those larger ideas and spectrum of understanding here because it could be a natural divide that some people are playing off that, of course, also benefits China as well. So all three parameters could be at play here, and we could be trying to figure out we, – we shouldn't try to pinpoint exactly, yeah. you, you know, like this is exactly how it is because it's, it's almost impossible to figure out. There's a lot of disinformation. There's a lot of fake information that's being deliberately released out there to confuse people, to make people go crazy uh, going down the rabbit hole. We don't have to go down the rabbit hole. We see the problems. We have to do everything we can to prevent them because these problems are getting real they're getting dangerous and they're going to be have significant ramifications for everyone's life very soon if here's, they already don't here's here's the challenge because because luke you sound a lot like ian How so? <laughs> sound a lot, so you know ian he's on holiday shout out ian um but he, ian. he likes to say you know we got to bring people together man we can't allow this division and i'm like that's right that proud boy wearing the maga hat needs to throw down that shield Run up to the Antifa guy. The Antifa guy needs to take his mask off, pull down the hoodie. They should run to each other and embrace in a nice arm lock and say, we're in this together. And that'll happen, right? That's gonna, is, is that, is that gonna happen? Sounds good, but mm, it's no. never gonna happen. Unless it's in a Pepsi commercial. <laughs> Unless it's yeah. a Pepsi commercial. <laughs> so this is, this is what I'm, I'm saying. Mm-hmm. We can invite these people on the show. They won't do it. I, I, I sent Hassan Piker a message. I was like, hey man, would you like to come on the show? We'd love to have you. You know, we'll pay for everything. Just no response. Dude doesn't owe me a thing. Okay. He doesn't have to come on the show. But if we can't get people to come on the show to talk about these things, then how do you actually even work towards mending that divide? And worse still, when we invite someone on the show who is very much into wokeness and, as he described it, the black struggle, and I tell him I agree with you on all of these points, and then he still calls me names, he still insults me, he still laughs at me and calls, calls me a liar and all that stuff. You know, at a certain point, I'm watching these high-profile individuals keep trying to compromise, and it doesn't work. We are dealing with zealotry. 
whatever this side is, you know, for us, freedom, independence, liberty, you've got many conservatives involved. There is a live and let live classical liberalism in there and somewhat traditional liberalism. And then in the cult, you have a shut up and do as you're told or else. I don't know what anyone can do at this point. And I'm sorry if it sounds pessimistic to convince the MAGA hat wearing Trump supporter with the American flag to go up to Antifa and shake their hand and say, let's make this country a better place. Because if even if that were to happen, the next step is Antifa saying, OK, let's tear down the American institution. Let's burn the Constitution. Let's get rid of our court system. And the Trump supporter guy is going to be like, but those are good things. Yep. Yeah, just out to your point, uh, Tim, I don't believe there's a way we can ourselves can come together as one. However, maybe through fear or through like a tragic event, it may bring us together. I don't know what it's going to be, but us, us is like, you know, either Trump supporters or like, you know, Antifa. Us, we're not, we're not going to do it by ourselves. It has to be an outside cause that make us come together, but I don't know what it's going to be. I'll say this simply put. There's a lot of, we, we address a lot of like problems right now in, in, yeah. in the West in general and the United States in particular. You know, we got the issue with money, right? 40%, 40, 50% of the U.S. currency in circulation was printed in the past 18 months, right? There, so we got a financial problem. Now we have also a family problem. You know, we have <laughs> the nuclear family has almost been destroyed in the United States. You know, we, we how, how many kids come from, you know, two parent households with both parents that were their, bi- their biological parent? 18% now? Rare. Yeah. 18%. 18%. Some of the latest Extremely numbers I rare, yeah. right? Which we know that nuclear families are the backbone of a strong economy. So you have that, right? Divorce rates are through the roof. You got masculinity in general, which is like getting thrown to the wayside. Hey, let's, you know, think with our feelings and let's operate off feelings and not logic and ration and, you know, toxic masculinity and all this other BS. And then, you know, you got the polarization between the two, um, you know, political parties. There's, and then on top of that, you got the looming issues with China and Russia, right? You got the Russian probe, which also divided the country. That was another uh, example yeah. of a Trojan yeah. horse. Yeah. And then you got the, the looming issues with China, with Taiwan. And it's just, there's so many problems here that it's like just like, ah, oh, man. I think the biggest one is the mass hypnosis, the kind of brainwashing that happens to the average American out there, whether it's on social media or through the corporate yeah. media. They get a different uh, bastardized uh, reality than, of course, other people do. They get put in echo chambers. They get radicalized. And I, and I think, you know, the answer is not easy. But it doesn't mean we should stop doing what we're doing. I think we are having an effect. I think we should always try to to strive to do the best we can to help open people's visions. We might not always do it, but we should also understand we're playing for the middle person. We're not playing for, for Antifa. We're not playing someone who's totally radicalized and totally insane and crazy. We're playing for the person, the, the average person, the majority of people who are sitting back and watching what's going on. Because yep. those people are the ones historically that do make the big decisions, that do create the situations that do change societies it's the people in the middle who don't want to get involved that actually end up doing the most and that's why we got to play to them that's bro. why we got to be fair and then i think we, we we shouldn't break the rules like they break the rules bro there's from there, my perspective I, I, well i certainly think you know all the points you brought up hit, yeah. are hitting the nail on the head with the hammer i mean kids not being born yeah. to two-parent homes the yeah. economy is based on children yes and, and like lowest like, birth rates right now yeah and yeah. china has is the opposite they have a strong family unit. They, they, you know, they, they, they take pride in uh, masculinity. You know, they actually, they, they, <laughs> they don't allow porn into their country or rap you know, music or rap music or yeah. degenerate type, you know, social media stuff. So, you know, they take proactive steps to protect their society from degeneracy. But sorry, go ahead, Tim. Which side of the political conflict? And there are sides. Let's be real. Within it, there's a bunch of different factions. You know, libertarians and conservatives are very different. A lot of opinions. Which which side is pro family? Which side is is opposed to the to the nuclear family? Mm. 
It's pretty clear. It's pretty, it's pretty, pretty clear. It's, it's very clear. obvious. It's very clear. Like, even me, who's, uh, who, who I'm, I'm a childless 35-year-old, I'm in a relationship, but no kids, can recognize the importance of having kids, mm-hmm. and I can understand why conservatives looking at data are correct. Then you get Black Lives Matter. They say they want to disrupt the nuclear family. Then you get the left, which is very much tearing down cultural, you know, uh, cultural traditions. Roles. And, and it's like, I'll be the first to say a lot of traditions are dumb and bad and we should do away with them. And some of them are good and we should keep them. You don't just, you know, burn everything to the ground. But it's very clearly left and right. And that being said, to address what you're saying, Luke, Luke, there's no middle ground. There's none. Look at this. Look at this. On the I'm screen. not saying there's middle ground. I'm saying there's people in the middle who don't want to get involved that are watching. And those are the people we should play to. I'm so, not saying. So, yeah. Well, let's clarify that. Almost nobody is in whatever can be perceived to be as a middle. What we have right here is Joe Biden's job approval, according to civics, with 141,000 responses. What you're seeing is party affiliation independent, 26% approval. If we go to Republican, obviously it's going to be in the gutter with 2% approval, 96% disapproval. And if you go to Democrat, it's 76% approval. But what does this show? It shows that Democrats overwhelmingly still approve of Biden. They're losing a lot of support. Disapproval is going up. But independents lean heavily towards where Republicans are. Mm-hmm. When you look at Pew's data on the political tribes, the group called the stressed sideliners, these are people who are not political, lean right politically. And the reason is we like watching offensive comedy. We like watching comedians and making jokes. We don't want to live under a boot. We like family. We like Christmas. We like the holidays. And we like having our money and not have it taken by taxes. I mean, that's true too. Yeah. You know, everyone. Like, what do they say? Everyone's a conservative until they're. I'm sorry, everyone's liberal until their first paycheck. Exactly. <laughs> and and then they're like, wow, the government's yeah. So my point is, there's there's obviously still some undecideds, the stress sideliners or whatever, but even they lean right. And so the issue is, if we are if we are a show where we 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 don't say Kyle Rittenhouse is a hero, we defend him acting in self defense. And but we've not, you know, like that, that's a big, you know, conservative right wing Trump supporter. A lot of those people outright say it. they say it in the chat. I respect their right to say it. I understand why they say it. For me, I'm like, it's a difficult situation of political conflict. And there's, you know, this, it's, a, it's a complicated situation. But Kyle Rittenhouse was certainly acting in self-defense and in the right. One hundred percent. But and anyone we, else that doesn't like it, it's the most clear cut so, self-defense right. case I've ever seen in my life. But so here's my point. Right. If you're talking about the regular people, then I can tell you a regular person's going to look at that and be like. Self-defense. How do we know? Because the jury was a group of regular people who said not guilty across the board, but exclusively like the entirety of the left from leftists to the establishment save destiny, the the streamer. They were all saying it was murder. They were lying about what he did. And so my my point is regular people are lying. thought he killed black people. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Like it just goes to show like the gross lack of knowledge and awareness of people when they look at big cases like this. They don't look at the facts. They look at what someone put on Twitter, what someone thinks. Feelings, emotions. Feelings and emotions. But they don't look at the facts. And it's that's ridiculous. That's the quote unquote left. And I'm saying the left. Feels before reels. It includes leftists and it includes, dem- includes the establishment Democrats. But libertarians, independents, moderates, Republicans, traditional conservatives, religious conservatives all knew the truth. They all knew the truth. Now, there's, of course, there's always going to be people on, on, on the right who are believing dumb, crazy conspiracy things, too. My, my point is. The left is clearly in some kind of matrix. They they believe uh, they they have their their uh, moral framework is is or I should say lack thereof. They have none. They don't believe in the innocence until proven guilty. They fire people from jobs on accusations. They yep. want people imprisoned on accusations. They burn buildings down when they don't get their way when it comes to this kind of stuff. 
libertarians, moderates, independents, centrists, right wingers, conservatives, they don't do any of that stuff. So when, I, when, when we come out here and we go on the show and we say something like Kyle Rittenhouse acted in self-defense, jury said so, evidence shows it, seven witnesses said it, then we're not going to convince anyone on the left ever that we are right. They're just going to say, you're racist. Yep. So yeah. I, I, my, my main point is, when it, you know, bringing it back to the issue of family and everything, I think the divide is, is so extreme in this country. We call it a political divide. We call it polarization. I think that's wrong. I think it is a grand canyon. There, there's, I, I do not believe there's going to be a way. Like even, even that guy Hawk Newsom, the Black Lives Matter guy in New York who went to a Trump rally and they cheered for him and he said, I want, you know, to make life better. And everyone's like, we do, we do. Then he starts expressing his opinions on what will make life better. And all of a sudden you're like, Bro, if you're if you're saying you want to burn the constitution, yeah, that's not going to happen, right? I'm I'm never going to shake someone's hand in that in that capacity. Yeah. There I don't I don't think there's a way you get Antifa, Black Lives Matter, and then, you know, even regular Americans who like Christmas and family to shake hands and agree on how to move forward. I, I think family could be the solution though. And, you know, a lot of powerful people when they want to enact change, they, they if if they do it intelligently, they they have a process of doing it. They they do it very slowly. They Generation take, Two, two steps forwards, one step back. If you look at a lot of these kind of crazy leftists, they believe in uh, the need not to have children in benefit of the environment. You look at a lot of them, they're incapable of reproducing because of their low, low testosterone efforts. They're incapable of producing because of choices they made with their bodies that have negatively impacted them, whether abortions or others. So, so a lot of people on the left can't and won't be having babies. A lot of people on the right will a lot of people who do believe in family values will so there there might be an aspect to this of saying if we all have families we could teach them morals and principles and virtues that actually matter and transcend a lot of the hypocrisy craziness and nonsense when it comes to this larger depopulation agenda that the left is predominantly affected by and hurt by and i'll say this too the family is is the backbone of a strong economy you know what i'm saying you need you need two parents, you know, and there, there's an overwhelming amount of evidence that shows that, you know, children that come from single parent households have a higher likelihood of being degenerates, drug addicts, criminals, etc. And you need that father in place, you know, to let you know that there are consequences to your actions and punish that bad behavior. And then you need a mother there to, you know, instill nurturing values, take care of you in your, in your childhood, etc. And then as you become older and you hit adolescence, that's when your father comes in and becomes an imperative part of your development. And we live in a society now that says we don't need men. Men are useless. Men are trash. Toxic masculinity. Blah, blah, blah. And what do we have? We have a bunch of degenerates, a yeah. bunch of spineless men. You know, we have degenerate women that are running around doing stupid things. And rewards fatherless homes. Exactly. Yeah. With and, financial and, incentives. So, so yeah. I, 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 that's obviously a big cultural component. Yes. Economically, though, let's make it very, very simple. The economy is driven by a need to support and sustain kids. Yes. Like a lot of money goes into my kid needs this. My kid needs that. My kid wants this. My kid wants that. Raising kids. Yes. When you get older, you're going to work. This is why they're saying you're going to own nothing. and You're going to be happy because without a kid, what do you, you what, what do you need to strive for? It's the NFTs. Human, yeah. The forest leather boots beings, of agility and Warcraft. We're, we're put on earth to, to procreate. To, to, that's why we are here. We are here to have offspring. So, you know, a huge human part of your fulfillment is not met if you don't have children. And you know, it's it's great that you know on on the right they tend to swing more towards family values, etc. And that that's what's needed. The United States was built on the backs of the nuclear family. You know, in the in the twenties, the fifties, all the economic booms occurred from a man going to work, providing for his family. You know, obviously times have changed. You know, you need two parent household, whatever, to make an income. But the point is, is that a two parent household 
with a family is the backbone of the United States See, and how it became an economic superpower. In my humble opinion, like there's a, another divide as well between the rich and the poor. There's no more middle class. It's pretty much going away. And at this point, that was a nuclear family, the middle class. But guess what? Taxes are going up. Prices are going up. Inflation. And there's either rich or poor. This is going to cause even more divide because now either the have-nots or the haves. Yep. That's, that's my opinion. Yep. It's so. definitely uh, it's definitely huge polarization. I agree. Yeah. I think the... Uh, if you look at where the left has gone, right? So the, the left of my youth is, is, is mostly considered right wing now, right? You know, the former, <laughs> but it's true. true. Like 10, 15 years ago, like, you know, I mean, just look at Bernie Sanders. Yeah. He's far left. Look, look at his opinions from 2008 and you'd be like, wow, that's a Trump supporter. Yeah. Yep. Like across the board, you know, we got to bring our factories back and you close the borders and it's like, oh, okay, Trump. Yeah. But you look at where the left is today and they, they've overwhelmingly become, and it's it's almost the epitome of the seven deadly sins, you know, mm. like like, like it, it, it personified. Like name one of the vices, and they've got it. You know, I mean, envy, right? Angry. They're they're, they're wrath filled. They're prideful. They're lustful. They're greedy. And don't get me wrong, the right has this too. But my point is, I'm I'm thinking about these these comments on Twitter. I'm thinking about these articles that have been written by many left wing activists where they're like, who cares about where this country goes? I mean, that's the core message of a lot of what they're saying. Who cares what happens you know to this country? Who, happens, who cares what happens to humanity? It's blind. Because one thing, especially when it comes to the criminal justice system, we got crazy quotes running around here like, believe all women. Last time I checked, you know, men and w- women fought for equality. Equality means you are the same. Therefore, you are capable of lying just like a man. And last time I checked, we live in a country where it's, you know, guilty, right? It's, it's innocent until proven guilty. Not guilty until proven innocent. But if you're going to run around and say, believe all women, that's ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? We had Brett Kavanaugh a couple years ago testifying, right, in front, under oath in front of everyone on some accusations that were not from 40 years ago that no one had proof right. of. And, oh, he did this to me. And that her she, friends even denied it. Yeah, that her friends denied it. No witnesses, no nothing. But we got a guy that's going to be a Supreme Court justice basically in a clown world, a clown circus, where he has to testify for his own innocence why? Because he's going to be a Supreme Court justice? I get it. He needs to be held to the highest standard of law. But at the same time, it's like, yo, come with some facts before you're going to go ahead and make a crazy accusation. I'll, say, I'll, I'll put it this way. You know, a lot of That's people, just one example. A lot of people like to say, you know, it's unfair. You're taking the worst examples of the left and the left does it to the right. And I'm like, okay, well, hold on a second. When we talk about like Eric Swalwell, right? He tweeted, we should ban people from flying. I'm not going to pretend that every Democrat wants that. You know, but pro- probably a lot of them don't agree with that. I'm not going to pretend that every everyone on the left is Take everyone's socialist guns. or <laughs> no. and, and they're like, liberal gun owners. They exist, too. Yeah. But I will tell you that what is true overwhelmingly, not absolutely, is that they believe in a fictitious reality. And then they believe in that fictitious reality that everyone on the right are, are truly the ones who live in the fictitious reality. But the truth is Russiagate was a lie. Jesse Smollett was a lie. Yep. The Covington kids was a lie. The Kyle Rittenhouse story was a lie. Yeah. Every day they are putting out lies. And I think what actually divides us is, are you in the matrix or are you outside of it? The Rand House case was, was terrible. Like, it is so, if you watch that trial, it's clear cut. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, 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 they were trying to like mess this kid up, man. And everyone's running around. Oh no. Well, he killed black people. No, he didn't. The people he killed were Caucasian. They made it up. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, they're just trying to do and say anything to to get a reaction. They don't even look at the facts. They go off what their friend says on Twitter, what possible allegations are. And this it's crazy because it's this country was 
uh, founded upon due process, man. And you literally have a guy that got acquitted with beyond a, like clearest cut case of self defense I've ever seen. If that was tough, I am scared of the future. Yep. To get a guy like that that was clearly innocent. You look. You look at what happens when we bring on you know someone like this, and they say you defend. You were. You here's the fascinating thing, and I, and I'll just I'll just say it outright with Ari the rugged man when he came on, and I, again you know look as far as anything goes with the the shenanigans and the yelling at each other like me yelling and him hitting the mic I, I'm I'm over that but what I I do think is important is you know here's a guy who told us we were supporting the cops we were bootlicking over the Ahmed Arbery case and the Derek Chauvin case when he was literally defending the state. In its, in its entirety. Our issue was, what we said is, these specific individuals have rights that are in question. And he was like, if you defend a single police officer, you're a bootlicker. And it's like, but you're supporting literal state prosecution in the prison system, which I'm not a fan of. I'm not a fan of any of that. I'm a fan of individual rights. But so, so that, that, you know, ultimately, I'm not trying to drag him specifically, but it was it's a fresh conversation and it's a good example. These are people who are like, you're the bootlicker. I'm in favor of state prosecution. And I'm like, why are you cheering for the prosecutors? Why are you literally cheering for more people to go into incar- and, and to be incarcerated? I thought the left were the ones that said the system is broken. It's, 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 it needs to be abolished. But then as soon as they have power on their side, they just use it to, the, to its fullest extent and, and say, don't question me. Yeah. My, my thing is you got you to gotta be on no one's side. You got to look at it like, okay, what are the facts and what does the law say? Simple as that, man. You'll you'll find you're you're gonna be you're gonna be in the cultural right if that's the case. Yeah, exactly. Because like I said, <laughs> Russia <laughs> gate, makes Ukraine right. gate, Covington kids, Trump throwing fish into the Koei pond. Uh. All of these stories every day, just lie after lie after lie, over and over and over again. And at a certain point, it's like if you are like, I'm not gonna be on anyone's side. I'm gonna look objective, obje- objectively at the facts. You know what's gonna happen? Jack Posobiec's gonna be like. You're correct, sir. I disagree with you, but you're right. And someone on the left is going to be like, you're a conspiracy theorist. Of course. And you're going to be like, but I just read, I just read this, this, this report from New York Times. New York Times reported Ukrainian court said that Ukrainians were interfering in the U.S. Uh, election. The New York Times published that. Nope. Sorry. That's a conspiracy theory if you're, if you're on the left, because you got to be in the matrix. You got to follow the narrative. I, I was just going to say, you, you started to sound like a white supremacist there for a oh, little bit. I? Uh, well, <laughs> here, I got my hood in the back somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put it on after the show. So I'm going to pull up this story right here. This is from CNN. Biden admin eyes a potentially stark shift in messaging around ending the pandemic. So tomorrow we're supposed to get a statement from Joe Biden about what they're going to do. But his his message was clear. They say, quote, for the unvaccinated, we are looking at a winter of severe illness and death for the unvaccinated. He said it twice, I guess. For themselves, their families and the hospitals, they will soon overwhelm. But there's good news. If you're vaccinated and you have your booster shot, you're protected from severe illness and death. Are they? Now, I don't want to play any silly games dragging Joe uh, Joe Biden. This is not his administration. Well, I guess they say, you know, <laughs> this is Biden's, you know, address to the American people. Saying that, many people were like, yo, it's just before Christmas and you're going to be like, you're going to face death and illness and everything. <laughs> but people on the left are going to be like, he's just warning people as he, as he should. So I'm not going to I'm not going to play games and be like, aha, we don't like Biden. So we criticize every single thing he says. I will tell you, you will not convince anyone that, you know, when, when Biden said, if you're vaccinated and you have your booster shot, you're protected from severe illness and death. I want to make two very important points. Mm. I'm not a scientist. I can't tell you. I'll make three, actually. I can't tell you anything about the research being done on this stuff. I got no idea. You make sure you talk to a doctor, you know, and trust, get a second opinion. I can tell you that I was interacting with someone on Twitter who said, just got my third shot. And then I said, are you going to get your booster? 
And this guy responds, I just said I got my third shot. I said, no, 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 no. I, I meant the fourth shot. Because, but, but I'm not trying to be a dick. Like literally several leftist publications have already said a full vaccine dose is three shots. Mm-hmm. And he said, it's a stupid conversation because every year we get a flu shot and no one asks you if it's your eight, if it's your 18th. Yeah. My response to that is the flu shots, as I understand it, are different. Meaning every year they say, here's the dominant strain. Here's the vaccine for this strain and a few others. It might not stop these other strains. The COVID vaccine is one vaccine developed specifically for the alpha strain. And now we're getting we're, we're, we're looking for data on whether or not it will stop Omicron, as Joe Biden likes to call it, or any other variant. And if that's the case, Joe Biden is not doing anything by saying this when you have this story. Elizabeth Warren, vaxed and vaccinated and boosted, tests positive for COVID. Cory Booker, positive for coronavirus. Both Elizabeth Warren and Cory Booker are vaccinated and boosted. And then we have Jim Cramer. Who uh, of CNBC, who said uh, he, he said that the military should forcefully vaccinate people. And he posted a positive test. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to tell you what or why that is. I'll tell you my theory on exactly what this is. I believe it is, is, is infinitely more likely, infinitely likely, or I should say, just simple, put it simply. I believe all these people lied about getting vaccinated. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, it. like, look, there's a photo of Elizabeth Warren and they're putting a needle in her arm. Yeah. I think you've got two potentials. The vaccine isn't working on the variants. The efficacy has waned to the point where COVID cases in New York are breaking records. Or these specific politicians and high-profile individuals who go on TV and virtue signal about the vaccine never got it. Someone's laying here. Yeah. And it's funny because— It's a lose-lose either way. Go ahead. Uh, Just just after this point as well, like, okay, what's the the goal here? Because is it control? Is it to, like, say, okay, you know what, do what they say or not? And if if that's the case, then— when does it stop? Because this is just this is mild. This is like okay, vaccine or you might die, or maybe it could be like okay, if we're in power, you do, you don't do what I say, you'll die regardless. So just like to me, it's more like control. Yeah, there's a lot of things going on right now that are totally breaking the official narrative of what's going on here. Yeah. And that White House memo was released by their chief of staff, not by Joe Biden. But I mean, it, it sounded more threatening than than, than warning. But their response to everything happening is get boosted, media, get boosted as they're running sensationalistic, fear-mongering articles. But of course, as you mentioned, Tim, Cory Booker, Hunter Walker, Elizabeth Warren, the governor of Maryland, Jim Cramer, most CNN and BuzzFeed employees, all triple vaxxed with boosters. All of them recently came down with this new COVID-19 sickness. Like what's going so on CNN here? shut their offices down. There's a, there, and there's CNN a, fired employees who were unvaccinated. So all of the employees but, at CNN were vaccinated. No, most no, no, of no, no. Them hold on, hold on. Boosted. Hold, hold on. Okay. okay. I'm not a scientist. I can't say vaccines work or don't work. Clearly, the only thing that makes sense, if that's true, is that every single one of these high-profile Democrats, celebrities, and every employee at CNN faked getting the vaccine. I'll say this real quick. Here, the, I'll just say this, and then the people can think what they want. The vaccine, I remember, rolled out right around about a year ago, right? The first the first time. And they're like, listen, just take this shot. You'll be good. And then next thing you know, we're here a year later. Now we're up to three shots. And the people that take the shots, allegedly, are still getting the virus, still passing the virus, basically doing all the things that the vaccine was developed to keep you from doing. And I mean, I, I, it's crazy. It's like... What's good? How many more vaccines are they going to make? How many more well, do you have I, to take? It's I think I think there's actually maybe a, a very very simple explanation. Or they Co- didn't take COVID. 
Well, yeah, I am being a bit <laughs> facetious when I say obviously. Like, is it, one of those. No, two. but I think I think COVID's become endemic. Yeah. It's going to be a yearly thing, which has been stated by many, many people. Yeah. And the alpha vaccine that they they got under EUA is slowly becoming not the appropriate vaccine for whatever is you know emerging now because the vi- the virus spreads. I think I think the the issue is. If the CDC comes out and just finally says COVID has become endemic, it's never going away, then the, the establishment loses their power. All of a sudden, yeah. people are going to be like, I guess I got to live my life then. Yep. But if they maintain that we're in a pandemic, it'll never go away, then they will keep being able to force people. They will control people. And I got to yep. say, I really don't think I, I, that, that the goal of the vaccine mandates is vaccines. I think it's social credit systems. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right. And, yeah. and from a logical point of view, from a medical point of view, if you really wanted to help people now, you would be dealing with early treatment. You would be dealing with accepting the risk here, uh, helping the vulnerable. But what's happening is they're still on this crazy, insane journey to prevent people from getting sick. How? Why are you doing this when clearly you have failed? And the more you do, the more people get infected and hurt here. So from a logical point of view, this doesn't add up to, to helping well, anybody. I'm going to clarify, in New Zealand, clarify though. though like, I don't know if it's more people are getting it, but certainly people are still getting it. Look, well, the numbers have went up, especially under the Biden right, right, administration right. as more far deaths, as cases, more cases and deaths. Here's yeah, my that's point. what I mean. Yeah. I just don't want us to get to the point of Australia and New Zealand. They can't even leave, you know, a mile and a half, two miles yeah. of their place. Their ability to get food is controlled. Yep. Yo, and, you know uh, what I'm saying? It's crazy, dude. Let me, let me, let me tell you. I'll spin you a little tale. So <laughs> I posted, hey, look, you know, Australia built these quarantine camps. Then I said, what's going to happen is there's going to be a protest. They're going to claim it was a super spreader event. Yep. They got to put these people in quarantine. I got called a conspiracy theory for that. Then they started taking people and putting them in these quarantine camps. At first, they said it was an international arrival bungalow. Now it's the police come to your house and without due process, take you to the camps. Here's the best part. I was talking about the Native American, the, the, I'm sorry, Native American, the, the indigenous in Australia, the mm-hmm. Native Australians. Yes. And uh, uh, I said, the minister of uh, the, the, North, uh, the Northern Territory said, you no longer have the five reasons to leave your home. That means you can only leave your home now for emergency medical treatment. And I said, that quite literally means you can't leave your house to go and get food. Yep. Yep. And then what happens is they pull up and say, come with us. We're taking you to the camp. And then these people try escaping. Three teenagers escaped. What happens? The latest response from Quillette, this, you know, psychotic publication that claims to be about freedom, was that Tim Pool lied because while they can't leave their homes to get food, they're not being deprived. The government is delivering morning meals to them. And I'm like, I said, you can't leave your house even to get food. That is correct. And they're like, but he's implying people are starving. I don't care if the government fires food out of a cannon through your window. I don't care if they bring you a filet mignon with grilled asparagus and all of the uh, accompaniments. Yeah. If you can't leave your house to choose to get food on your own, we have certainly crossed that threshold. Exactly. That's where we're going. And, Absolutely. And, that's, and, that's and the, and the Netherlands has, has locked down for, for another month right now. And, and Germany's talking about making uh, vaccines mandatory for everyone, forcing them on everyone. This is the German health minister that said immediate forced vaccinations for the entire population. This is absolutely crazy. Social but before, credit. before we get into all that, uh, to, uh, related to the CNN article about them closing their offices, 
offices and, and working from home. I saw one of the best memes I have ever seen in my life in relate, related to this story. And it's the, the, the guy with the yellow jacket clasping his hands behind the tree. Hmm. And it says, Lubin Tubin, when he finds out that he gets to work from home at CNN. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say, the creativity on the internet is dirty absolutely Dirty jokes, amazing. Luke. It's not, it's not dirty. You know, he, he, he really likes Lubin working from home. I, mean, I just want to add to that point as well. This might sound a little bit base, but... Uh, it was never about helping people become better. It's about control. And if you think about it, right, when does it end? It probably never will end. However, look at what's happening now. Control is happening. Like you mentioned, Australia, other countries. New Zealand, yep. At some point, what's the goal here? And if you think about this long term, like this affecting how we how we buy food, how we how we use money, how we uh, travel. Know, Australians uh, can't even leave. Talk to each other. How leave. we date, how we interact with people. It's like a heavy... P- uh, place in control now when once this happens like what's the end goal my thing is how do we stop it we can't so what do you what, what can we do create our own communities well, and maybe thrive that way but there's no way to stop well, it. i disagree with you i mean the, yeah. the governor of florida came out and released a very strong statement today saying mm. we will not let anybody lock you down take your jobs ruin your business or close your schools i don't care what biden says we're not going to be following his mandates his decrees which he's going to be announcing in a few hours from now which is supposed to be new restrictions on the american people so people of florida don't have to go through a lot of the bullcrap. See, Miami Dade is a little. See, we live in Florida, name. right? Yeah. My question is, how long? And it's but the funny part is that yes, he's he's doing that right now, but pressure and you know every other state doing it. Eventually, you can only hold up for so long. And Miami and Dade was well, Florida never kind of. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, we never we we never really closed down. Yeah, they never, never really closed. closed but Miami Dade, but yeah, did close. Dade, Dade like closed. we 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 definitely we closed, and like Miami Dade was the last county to open back up. Now, obviously, the rest of Florida, you know, has their head on straight. Yeah. But Miami Dade in general. Like we opened up recently, we just opened up a few months ago, you know, yeah. fully. So, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. But no, Florida definitely is. A, it's a good state to be right now compared to other places. Hell, us coming to to here, you know, to, to DC airport, and I'm just seeing like you know people running around with masks everywhere. I was like, oh wow, I'm seeing this yeah. in a few months. You don't see this in Florida. <laughs> let's no, yeah, no, let's no, talk about what's yeah. happening in New York City. We got oh, this story yeah. from TimCast.com. Yeah, New York proposes ending religious exemptions, inoculations without parental consent, and forced removal of disease cases, contacts, and carriers. Changes to the state's public health laws could mean more vaccine requirements and new authority for the governor. Here's what I love about this story. This uh, this write-up here at TimCast.com is all 100% factual and correct. But it also brings up a very important uh, uh, assembly bill from New York, and that's Bill A416. TimCast writes, the New, uh, New York's legislature will also consider Assembly Bill A416, which resembles the Australian quarantine camps that caught global attention earlier this month. Assemblyman N. Nick Perry of Brooklyn's 58th District proposed the removal and detention of anyone with a communicable disease that warrants the New York governor to declare a state of health emergency due to an epidemic. The funny thing is, a bunch of fact checkers claimed that when this story emerged in January, it was fake news. And they said the reason was the bill is from 2015. Mm. They're not planning. So here's what they do. They say, is there a law currently about to be passed that would allow COVID patients to be indefinitely detained? False. There is a bill that would allow COVID patients to be indefinitely detained, but it's for Ebola and it's never made it out of committee anyway. So it's fake news, even though it's true. There literally is a bill, Assembly Bill A416. Since 2015, when it was introduced, it's gone to committee and then flopped. It's got no sponsors and doesn't go anywhere, but someone's certainly trying to make it happen. It would give the governor the ability to just rendition you, to take you and put you wherever they deem fit. If they think you're a public health threat, I'm not convinced it'll happen. Maybe it is, you know, a little fear mongery to be bringing it up or whatever. Mm. But if it's there, 
we ignore it and they do pass it, no one speaks about it, then we'll regret it. Yeah. So what, what can we do? We have to mention it exists and we got to tell people in New York, do not let them pass this. Otherwise, one day I'll get a knock on the door from the NYPD, the, the, you know, the scumbags who are arresting people for not having vax cards. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to say, come with me. Oh my God. Yeah, see, I mean, the videos, and that's not control. too far. What, what's control. been happening in New York? I mean, we you see the videos all over uh, social media. People going in to Panera Bread saying, "Hey, I just want to order some food." Police officers coming in there, acting like they're big, oh. bad, brave soldiers. Meanwhile, they were looking the other way during BLM riots. They were th- twiddling their thumbs, yeah. not trying to get involved with well, that. Looting stores, but, but, and but if a, if, if a man, man doesn't get government paper permission to go to the Panera Bread, oh, they're going to go right on top of him, arrest him, lock him up, and, and rough him up. That's crazy. So, so I'll. I'll tell you, you know, I point out that the police are stomping on the middle class working regular people, that they're trying to enforce, that they're literally enforcing government mandated medical procedures. And I'll tell you what what makes me feel like there's there's never going to be that handshake moment left or right between between the, 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 the culture war, because I'm actually getting criticized from the left for saying abolish the police. They say, yeah, but Tim's only saying it because the police are stomping on conservative civil rights. And I'm like, well, I'm talking about working class people, but they're like, doesn't matter. We, we hate you. And that's what it's all about. So if I see cops walk in and arrest someone for trespassing, why was he trespassing? He didn't have a vax card. It's, 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 it's complete BS. Sorry. I'm not going to defend these cops. Furthermore, in that video of the, uh, of the guy getting arrested, a female cop is stepping all over the American flag. She takes it out of a guy's hand, throws it on the ground, and then I don't think she was stomping it on purpose. Some people said she was wiping her feet on it. No, she's just walking all over it. She doesn't care. Wow. These are this is the NYPD. So, you know, we had we've had Libby Emmons tell us the NYPD wasn't enforcing this stuff. Well, they are now. So oh, yeah. if you live in New York, you you this is this is this is I don't know, man. Not Our everybody world. there voted for it. What does Malice say? There's no law too absurd or evil that they won't enforce. So there's no that what do you, I, I'll try and paraphrase. There's no law so extreme and egregious that the police would not enforce it up and including executing children. Absolutely. History tells that story. And now we're seeing it slowly being put into place with, oh, he didn't have this paper. He didn't get the permission from the government to be here. Take him away. And they and they do blindly. So they have they have, you know, a choice saying, hey, we're going to respond to this call. Hey, we're going to take this seriously. And for, for them to punish people because they want to eat food. I mean, what kind of levels of insanity are we in? That's crazy, let's, and it's only going to get crazier from let's, here. Let's play a it game. Get worse. Yeah. I, I, how much do you want to bet? I can make a whole bunch of people say the following sentence. Yeah, but it can't happen here. How much do you want to bet I can make them say that? Uh, pretty easy. Pretty very, easy. very easily, right? Breakfast. If tomorrow. I said the police will absolutely kick your door in and drag you from your home with no crime committed and no due process if ordered to by the mayor of New York. Yep. If I said mm. police, regardless of where they are, would go into your house and they would drag you out without due process, people would, would say, yeah, but it can't happen here. No. Now, I'm not saying everybody would. A lot of people are probably going like, yep, absolutely. And they will. Because I'll tell you this, especially if you're from Chicago. I'm, I'm pretty sure everyone in Chicago just went, yep. Because I'll, I'll tell you what happens in Chicago. In Chicago, I'm, I'm hanging out with my friends. Cops kicked our door with their guns drawn and just walk into our house. That's normal. Completely normal in Chicago. They'll drag you off to what they call a, the, the, the black site. I think Ian looked this up. It was in Humboldt Park, maybe. I'm not sure. That sounds right. Yeah, they just, they just take you without due process. They kick your door and they drag you from your home and they bring you to an unmarked location where they effectively, you know, torture and detain you. Happens all the time. What? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah they right. had, they had that guy in, in Chicago who was electrocuting people with a cattle prod to force yeah. them into confessing to crimes they didn't commit. 
Wow. Wow. So here's what happens. You look in New York City. And you got a lot of people saying like, you know, we've had Libby Emmons on the show several times and she repeatedly defends the NYPD. I won't do that. Uh, and, and we, the first time she was here, we had an argument about the police because I've been like not happy with cops for a long time. And I'm like, dude, 27 NYPD officers walked out. You, you've got, you've got Mayor Bill de Blasio who committed what I would only describe as several felonies, misappropriating taxpayer funding to paint a political message in front of Trump Tower. And then he went to the NYPD and says, you're going to protect this for me. And they went, okay. So this dude literally commits some of the highest level corruption. And the cops with a smile on their face said, I will arrest anyone who opposes you. Like, dude, we're already there. You can defend the cops all day and night. I ain't going to do it because they're literally, they're, 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 you've got the mayor of New York City going on TV and saying, we are going to strip life liberty and the pursuit of happiness from the citizens to force them to undergo a medical procedure and the nypd with a smile on their face will arrest you if you try to buy food but you're trespassing (laughs) sorry it's for your safety that's happening so we're there so i don't doubt you at all tim i think that's a very good um you know prediction but my thing is like how do we even combat this because okay it's either comply or goodbye like i said earlier right and Andrew Tate would say, resist the slave mind. Because <laughs> the thing is, is that like, we're being brainwashed to say, you know what, okay, let's follow the rules because this, okay, can we say, keep, keep me, you know, we're a family together, all that stuff. My thing is, okay, if we're aware of what's happening, how do we contract this? Because, you know, we're aware of what's happening, we're woke, we're, we understand, you know, what's really happening behind the scenes. How do you combat this? Uh, cops should quit. Mm. If there's police officers who are aware of what's going on, they should quit. Many have. We've mm. covered those stories over and over and over again. Because a lot of yeah. a lot of cops are just like, I am done with this. C- call it out when it happens and stop worshiping authority. One of my favorite memes mm. is this kind of like MAGA hat Trump supporter, small shriveled up guy going up to a cop who's the kind of Chad here, and he's like, I love you. You're great. I support. I back to blue. And the Chad being like, off to the gulag, you January sixth insurrectionist. Yep. <laughs> and that, that, that's literally what's happening here. We're, we're seeing the politicization of the justice system in such a bastardized way it's crazy to see it happen right in front of our face and the only way to stop it not comply peacefully don't go along with it call it out when it happens and don't incentivize it i mean if you live in new york city your taxes are supporting that system you're voting incentivizing those people to do those things remember Mm. when those detectives tried to imprison kyle rittenhouse for the rest of his life yep Yep. Back to blue, baby. <clears throat> Remember when uh, a political message was painted on streets across the country? And we all said, just like in that quote from 1984 about how streets will be renamed, and the police came out and arrested anybody who tried to protest it? Back to blue, baby. Huh. Remember when cops showed up to a woman in New Jersey's uh, store because she was live streaming on Facebook things she had for sale, and they said, you're not allowed to run your business. Got to back the blue, right? Mm. Man, I could go on and on and on, couldn't I? Yeah, Remember? situations like that are just terrible, man, because now you're infringing on a, people's ability to make money, to live, you know, and, and, and it's crazy because, I mean, I'm originally from Connecticut, so I definitely f- are f- familiar with the city and how New York City politics are. And here's another thing, too. 
people are kind of realizing waking up because I'll tell you this, Florida real estate has been exploding. Like I can't even get a property right now because all the New Yorkers are moving down. Well, like, well, it is well, ridiculous. No, no, that that's that's not true. That that's that's absolutely that can't be possible. You're lying because the New Yorkers believe that the Miami's <laughs> sinking. Right? <laughs> don't, don't, don't they all believe that the the water's going to rise twenty feet and Florida's going to get wiped I, I off? Think, the map? I think I guess My they're friend. so mad at, about wearing a mask. They're like, screw this, I'm going to Florida. I don't care. Yeah. I'd rather be My friend, water. we are being overrun by New Yorkers. I can't tell you how it's many. Crazy. Even in dating apps, a bunch of New York girls, bro. Like, Dude, real estate, real estate, rent prices have went up 38% yeah. in the city Ooh. of Miami alone mm-hmm. in the past year. Property wow. values. The, the, the property oh, values. Bro, I was looking, I, I was looking at properties where I used to live because I was in the Redlands. Yeah. And it's insane. Dude. I'm like, that little tiny thing is going for a million bucks. You're crazy. I went there last year looking for property. Yeah. I, I couldn't find anything. It, it's yeah. worse now. Yeah. New York, California, New Jersey. A lot of people moving from Connecticut as well. The Northeast in general, like outside of New Hampshire, they're all coming down to Florida and, and from California as well. The people from, people from LA and Southern California, they're either going to Vegas or they're coming to Florida or they're going to Texas. It's I got crazy. A, yeah. I got a house in Jersey and the, and we were like thinking of selling it because we're not, we're not there anymore. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, when we got told the general like area property value, I was like, well, I lost all my money. <laughs> Nobody well, wants to live it, there. It actually yeah. went down. Yeah. Because real estate in, in general is in going New Jersey. up, dude, but it went dude, down in oh, wow. Yo, I bought a property, right, uh, last year. 333K I bought property for. A year later, 500K. It's like values are going way up, man. Way up. I, I, without giving away too much private information, mm-hmm. they, they, they told us a very low number mm-hmm. where it, it's gone up since we bought it, but we bought it before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So at this point, I'm like, how is that what, it's, like, what, they're, what they're saying that the area is worth? So I don't know if we'll be able to actually sell anything. Get rid of it and go to Florida, man. Yeah, man. Go to Florida. 1030 exchange. I'm going to be going down there. <laughs> you got, you got, you know, Dave Rubin posted this compilation of all these Floridians being like, welcome to Florida, Dave. Welcome to Florida. It's like, oh yeah, well, West Virginia's where it's at, man. We're, we're building a big facility. We're building like 7,500 square feet, 25 foot, you know, walls. It's going to be massive inside. We're building a new studio building. We're going to have a whole bunch of stuff going on. West Virginia, free Domestan. Well, well I, a lot, I know a lot of real estate investors actually invest in West Virginia. Fantastic place to invest right now, bro. There was a hundred. There's you can get like a hundred acres cheap, for a hundred yeah. grand. Exactly. When Indiana I said it, as well. When I said the first time, I had a bunch of people be like, a hundred grand's not cheap, and I'm like, a hundred <laughs> acres for a hundred grand is cheap. Sell that, sell that New Jersey property, take it over to Jeez, West Virginia, dude. man. You're gonna use a bunch of money tax free, man. You get a, you go to, you go to like the the New York Metro or North Jersey, and it's like point two of an acre is a million bucks. Like, like if you're lucky. You'll get like point zero one of an acre. It's like a townhouse sandwich between two buildings, and it's five hundred grand. I've okay. never understood why people enjoy living. I mean, n- no offense. I have family that live in New York City, but I've never liked it. it I, I've always thought it was dirty, expensive, dangerous. Like, why? You know what I'm saying? And then you got this craziness going on with this clown world where yeah. they're arresting you for trying to go to Panera Bread without a mask. Yeah. And it's like, come on, man. And the, and the thing is this. I obviously used to work in law enforcement, and most people that get on the job Honestly, want to get on there to help people. Yeah, obviously you got your bad apples and everything else like that. But a lot of guys come on trying to, you know, do right and everything else. And I'll tell you, man, a lot of guys resigning from the force because of having to enforce stupid laws like this. It's sad, man. It's sad. No one wants to get on the job to rescue for so now. I gotta know. Axe's last podcast. Right now, what are you guys investing in uh, for investments? Cryptocurrency. Crypto. Yeah. Retail. Re- uh, um, real estate. Yeah. Real estate. Yeah. Are you the government? I ain't telling you. We the feds. We the feds. We the feds. You don't want to know. With me, uh, cri- myself, the business. Bam. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Business, real estate, crypto. Yeah, we're yeah. putting yeah. we're putting a lot into building the new facility mm-hmm. because uh, 
This place is great, and we're still going to have it. And we're going to use it for a lot of production stuff. We already record like several shows. This place is lit, man. This is this is dope, man. As a production guy, like I, I love like Wait looking around see, senior equipment. We we fought, we signed off on the new building, so we're going to have fifty acres. Sheesh. We got, we're going to have our own shooting range. We're going to have dirt Ooh. jumps. We're going to have a skate park, and we're going to be able to film tons of stuff. We're going to have a, a green screen room, so basically we can film and put someone anywhere. You know what I mean? So like we could we could make sci fi movies or West Virginia has better gun laws, right? But lack thereof. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Yeah. New Hampshire's the best. Constitutional carry. New Hampshire, yeah. New Hampshire's the best place to be in New England. No I, I love New Hampshire. Yeah. Yep. Great if you, state. If you, if you walk around in West Virginia carrying like a, you know, a Barrett M82 or whatever, the worst thing that's going to happen is someone's going to walk up to you and, and, and say, be like, are you crazy for carrying that thing? It must be so heavy. Cool gun though. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan. And, and that's what I used to live in Texas, man. You know, gun friendly state, you know, and yeah, I, I mean, it's, I was it's, surprised they only just passed constitutional carry in Texas though. Yep. Mm. For a long time, you, it was kind of hard. Harder Florida than, needs to yeah. do that you mean, immediately. You mean, like, you mean like open carry? Yep. Or? No, 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 no. So it, up until last year, if you wanted a handgun in Texas, you'd take a class. Then get like a, a license or something, like a handgun permit. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you now, want to carry it out. But if you want to have it in no, your house. No, 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 no. Just, just to buy it. Constitutional carry is new in Texas. You can walk in, so buy crazy. it, and walk around with it in your hand. Just don't point it at people. You know what I mean? Now, that constitutional carry is new in Texas. You used to need permits and stuff. Yep. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I bought it, you know, obviously for the job. So, yeah. I, I didn't know that, but I know obviously you, you uh, could invest in firearms and bullets. Dude, not yeah. saying I do, but we, we did care. a we did an interview <laughs> with Robert Kiyosaki and we talked about that, you yeah. know, uh silver. I I I invested silver as well. I've got some silver. I want to get some gold. gold. Yeah. Um, but yeah, ammunition man, Ammo. is going to be I remember you mentioned that. Last we part. talked about well, it last I'll tell you time. this. I got an edge. <laughs> I got an in. All right. You guys want to know what you need to get? Yeah. Bottle caps. Why? Because <laughs> oh, in Fallout oh, yeah, yeah, universe, yeah. everyone uses bottle, bottle yeah. caps as currency. Of course. So that's what you need. You need bottle caps. <laughs> what? I'm kidding. It's I a video it. game. <laughs> Fallout the shooter. All right. Let's, yeah. read, let's read some super chats, man. Yeah. If you haven't already, smash the like button. Subscribe like the button. To the channel. Like the Go to TimCast.com. Become a member. We're going to have a members only segment coming up yeah. around 11 or so p.m. It goes live on the website at TimCast.com. So sign up. Let's read some of these super chats. I'm just going to tell you, there's a lot of guys, a lot of people in the super chats who are who are mad at you. So you want me? You want, I'm going to read them, all right? Let's go. Let's see. Let's see if you guys are. are Sheesh. Gonna, I'll read the first one. Alex Corey says, "Fake and fraud." Oh, nice, clever, <laughs> awesome. Hey, we're here to scam. That's what we're here yeah. for. Scammers well, unite. Oh, so you admit it? Huh? I said, "Oh, so you admit it?" Yeah, we're frauds. Yeah, yeah. we're frauds, man. <laughs> at this point. <laughs> <laughs> all right. America Float says, "God bless Alex Jones and everyone putting in the good fight." A fight Shout for out to Alex good. Jones, Shout out to Alex Jones. Man, they are really trying to destroy that that guy for sure, man. It's just it's just sad, man. Yeah, he'll he'll, sad, he'll, man. he'll be able to fight it, man. Like they're going to need a lot to be able to go through his stuff, man. His reasonable expectation of privacy is high in what they're trying to get. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to fight tooth and nail to get his stuff, and he'll be able to get a legal team to fight that off. And then also with the Trump thing, I want to say this. Sorry, not to cut, cut cut off the super chats, but uh, I think he'll beat that state case if they actually do bring fraud charges against him. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be able to beat it with his legal team. But they're going to try and jam him up to stop him from running. You know what I mean? <sighs> You're right. Um. But let me let me just say one thing yeah, too. For a lot of people who are, who are super chatting, they're asking about vaguely about something that you guys are accused of doing that I don't know anything about, and they're 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 super chatting as if I would know what it is. But I can I can I can ask you just this simple one. Adam Griffin says, "Can you ask why these clowns tried to take down Abba and Preach with fake DMCA strikes?" What? <laughs> <laughs> you want to go into it? Uh, it it's it's uh... so, so so basically uh, we have a lot of people that talk about us on the internet. And some of it is slander, some of it is defamation, and using our content in their videos. And we're like, okay, cool. We've waited out for a while for you to stop. You're still doing it. So, oh, you know what? Cool. Now we're going to take legal action against you because obviously you're attacking our, our character and our integrity. So at that point, hey, it's all fair game. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah. Simply put, if someone breaks into your store, right, and use it, takes a broom off, you have a hardware store, takes a broom off the shelf and starts beating you with your own broom and won't leave and does it for four months, what are you going to do? Well, you can't file a DMCA over it. Uh, apparently not. You can't. Yeah. So what, they just get it reversed or what? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a long story, but basically. Sim- sim- simply put, the yeah. challenge is when it comes to public figures and defamation cases, it's really hard to win. It, it is. Yeah. But, it is. you know, look, I, I actually tell people, we, we've got people who rip off our members-only content, mm. which is actually probably not fair use. So if, if, like, if like I downloaded your video and then I started just playing clips while commenting on it, it's fair use. It's very difficult to win that. But I've got people who go to go to TimCast.com, take those behind a paywall, publish them on you know online, and then comment on them. Now that's the line. Mm-hmm. I don't go after them still though. Like they, they they take clips out of context, they make stuff up. I just ignore it. It's probably the best thing to do. But this is this is where people are. So that one of the questions about copyright infringement and fair use is: Are you infringing on someone's market? And so that's what it, I was going to say because fair use depends on dif- different countries. It's different where depending where you are. But a big thing on fair use where you know it hurts your ability to get protected by fair use is are you hurting that other person's ability to profit from their own product? But this is this is specific. It basically means like if uh, if you're a photojournalist and you sell photos for a living mm-hmm. and then you post one, you post a sample on Twitter and you say to license this photo, buy it here, and then people start posting it everywhere, now you've got copyright infringement because even though it's online, even though it's newsworthy, and even though people are commenting on it, they're infringing on your market because you directly sell this content, which means you said, license it from me. If you guys do a publicly available show and people post it and comment on it, you got no case. You can't, you can't DMCA it. So for us, what I'm saying is on our website, we have a paywall. If you want to watch the video, you have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. If someone then takes that, posts it online and says, I'm commenting on it, nope, no dice. That's yeah. why you can't post movies on YouTube, but just say like, you, you can't post a movie while watching it and go, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> because you're literally taking away the, 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 the market share from, from, you know, from the business. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it depends on where you are. I will just say this just so we could put a bow on it is we successfully removed a bunch of videos uh, on, on that, yeah. uh, that were not I protected would, by fair use, that right, we're doing right. the same thing. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, we don't have any animosity towards these guys. It's just like, hey, man, we don't attack anyone else we don't make hit pieces on anyone else anything that was put up was taken down out of respect to those other content creators and for people to continue making content on us negatively for for months on end it's it's just like at some point so you got to defend yourself right word so all right let's see what do we got here captain mad dog says are you going to discuss what happened on elijah's show you are here concerning jack murphy giving sydney watson a heartfelt f you <laughs> yes we will um with Jack, Jack's going to be here, so I'm sure we're going to end up talking about it. Several people are bringing this up. MJ says, "Hey Tim, have you seen how Jack Murphy snapped at Sidney Watson? I was absolutely disturbed." Yeah, yeah, he shouldn't have done that. That was a big mistake. Uh, I know he's apologized for it. Mm-hmm. I haven't really tracked much of what else he's done because we'll talk to him when he comes. I'm sure it'll come up, and I can tell you this: I watched the clip because you know there it was like the same. Was it like the day after we did Friday night after yeah. the show? That's when right. we were like, "Hey, let's we watch this." Too. We're getting a lot of comments about this, and that's when we saw it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Too, I don't. I don't know enough about it. What I can say is, Sydney yeah, Watson. Sydney Watson was reading super chats. She asked Jack about an article that he didn't want brought up, and then he just immediately started snapping at her, saying "f you" over and over uh, several times. And then people were immediately like, "Whoa, yeah. dude!" And then people got mad at Elijah because he didn't step up or do anything, and totally inappropriate on Jack's part. Um, people have said he's apologized. I haven't been following it all that much because I'm like. 
yo, you know, look, don't snap at Sydney for reading a super chat. You know, be tactful and do better. Yeah. But is this really like, you know, Joe Biden's talking about death for the, un- the unvaxxed and the military is worried about a coup and Alex Jones is suing the January 6th committee. So I'm sure we'll talk about it because drama is, you know, sometimes important yeah. to talk about. That's what people love. We're going uh, uh, to have to push up the fighting date between me and Jack here <laughs> uh, just yeah. a little bit. Uh, you know, it, it sucks, man. I mean, I saw I saw the clip, you know, I mean. It sucks. I mean, if he apologized, great. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, if, if he apologized, hey, you know, people make mistakes. We're all human. Uh, look, so. we're human, man. Like, yeah. any day, man, like, we take a lot of criticism being online. So it's tough. It's not easy. Yeah. You should always allow redemption. Yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, somebody was chat, super chatted something about another, like, prominent, you know, high profile progressive outlet that was smack talking me. And my response is, I'll tell you this. The one way to piss me off, to get me pissed at you, is to send me drama that other people are saying it's true i know some people who are like decently high profile youtubers and they'll message me like yo dude did you see what this guy said about you and i'm like if you send me something like this ever again i'll block you yeah mm. like yo i'm literally researching right I'm, I'm like sitting here and i'm pulling up prosecute ukrainian prosecutorial documents <clears throat> in in my office trying to learn about like what's going on with barisma and hunter biden yeah and i and i have people messaging me like yo dude this guy on youtube said you suck and i'm like this could oh, matter okay. this could matter less to me and i'm actually pissed off now that you're breaking my concentration right and, like, and don't i'll tell you stuff, dude. like tim <laughs> we get that all like yeah. all day every day and it's like to me it's like we're not going to respond to it it is what it is we don't make content to like cause drama or whatever even though everyone seems to use our name for drama and we just we're just focused on making good content helping guys make money get in shape and be more attractive to women and self-improve keeping guys from you know hurting themselves you know self-deletion i don't want to say that word on youtube but you guys know what i'm saying it's like we get dms with every single day where guys saying hey you kept me from doing such and such to myself and it's like whatever man if people want to make drama and use our name in the in the process it is what it is at this point i look at it as free promotion yeah and we just had a 500k party you know, for hitting five hundred k subs on YouTube, yeah. like everyone came, had a great up. time. Uh, celebrities sh- showed up as well. It was like, yo, like we're doing big things for our community and for our people. So, like, that's all that really matters, honestly. Yeah, and Black. we don't have to drag other people's name through the mud to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're not yeah. as much as people Dude. make insults on us. It's like we don't have to talk smack about other people. You have to wonder why people uh, like. So after the RA rugged man stuff happened, mm-hmm. I was getting a bunch of people sending me these videos from YouTubers, and I'm just like, hey, like. Some of them were defending me. Some of them were criticizing me. I'm like, why would I care to watch any of that stuff? Facts. Like, I know, no, I'm not trying to be mean to the people who sent it to me. Like, I can appreciate the emails and the messages. And I'm just like, why do I need to hear someone's thoughts on me when I'm literally talking about my thoughts on Joe Biden and Donald Trump and the military and China? I think there's so many. I'll, t- I'll give you some advice, everybody. If you want to have a successful channel, a successful show, don't talk about Tim Pool. Talk about Joe Biden. Talk about Donald Trump. Talk about Nancy Pelosi. Talk about Chuck Schumer. Talk about Mitch McConnell. Mm-hmm. Talk about people that are literally up there in the government that are doing things that have an impact on everybody. Because being like, let's have interpodcast drama. You know what? I'll tell you this. You'll 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 uh, you'll get a decent amount of subs. You'll get a decent amount of views. And no one will ever take you seriously, and Bam. that will be the extent to which you'll you'll, yep. you'll get traffic. You're, you're in a box. If you don't talk about that person, you're not getting views. Yeah, and that's kind yep. of where a lot of our detractors are. Is like they only get views when they talk about us. I mean, hell, one of our detractors, <laughs> I kind of was laughing at it. He was live. I ain't gonna say his name, but he was live on air, less than a thousand views. But when he talks about us, he has five, ten thousand live viewers. Oh, yeah. So it's like it just goes to show that there's an entire market on talking smack about us, and it is what it is. It's We're a, just gonna it's, continue being. Positive. Yeah, I'll tell you what, it's, it's a drug, right? Here's what happens. Someone will start a YouTube channel and they'll be like, hey, when I smack talk fresh and fit, I get 10,000 views. When I talk about 
you know, my men's issues and stuff, I only get a thousand views. I should smack talk them more. Right. What ends up happening though is you're getting addicted to making content that is not valuable to people other than haters. Bam. Mm. If you want to be taken seriously, if you want to be successful, if you want to get a million subs, you've got to talk about things that matter to people. And I tell you this, you know what most people say when you're like, yo, did you see what so-and-so said about Tim Pool? They go, who's, who's Tim Pool? Who's that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, dude, you, these people might know who I am, but most people don't. It's like we're, we're like we 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 do a decently sized show, I suppose, but like well, I think I think we're like ranked two hundred and fifteen on thirty six k live viewers. Pretty damn good, man. That's what thirty six k live. Well, sure, sure, but too. like yeah. our podcast ranking Pass is like two hundred two hundred and fifteen. Really, it's good. Like worldwide, hey, worldwide. That's, that's not bad. bad. That's, that's not bad. That's not bad. Are we are we are we Ben Shapiro? Are we number one? And even then, why are you talking about Ben Shapiro? We do talk about some people sometimes. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes yeah. there's big news and things matter, and sometimes there's things to address. But what I'm saying is, for the most part, talk about politics, talk about the government, talk about big cultural issues. Alec Baldwin shot a lady. That's why we talk about him. Yeah. And you invite people on your show that you disagree with. Yeah, that's yeah. important. A lot of people I mean, don't do that. Discourse. For you know sure. what I'm saying? That discourse, I think, is very important. All right, let's read a bunch more Super Chats. Let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> well, okay, I'll read two. One of them says, fresh and fit. This is Black Lion Grunt. Congratulations on 500K subs and helping men all over the world. Thank Number you. 304 in West Virginia. LOL. Thank you, brother. And then, uh, <laughs> what did someone else? Okay, so then this guy says, just a man. He says, great guest, Tim. LOL, JK. So you got a good one. You got a bad one. How about yeah, that? It's, it's fine, all good. Man. It's, all, it's good. all good, man. As long as they're super chatting you, bro. Yeah. All right, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Seth Booze says, Tim, your Colorado trucker segment take is wrong, I think. I work incident response to Colorado DOT, and I worked that crash. Trucker didn't use engine brakes coming down the mountain yeah. and burned out his brakes. His fault. R- right. So, uh, but is it an accident? Is it 110 years? And You guys know this story? Mm-hmm. Truck driver, 23-year-old guy, was driving. Brakes failed. He crashed. And uh, I-, I knew there was something with the story that I didn't completely understand as to why he got convicted. Right. But he got convicted because four people died, and they sent their, he's, he was sentenced to 110 years Ooh. in prison. Whoa. So they're saying it's his fault because oh, he didn't yeah. he didn't use his engine brakes coming down the mountain. And I'm like, dude, is being stupid 110 years in prison? Because man, there's a lot of people that we could start round, <laughs> we could start locking up. You know what I mean? So I don't think this dude should get 110 years. Agreed. I that think was, he should just ridiculous. get his license permanently revoked. He can't yeah. drive anymore, dude. Hmm. You know, and you got to like maybe pay restitution or something. But sending a dude to prison for that long, man. A young wow. dude. Yeah, man. His life is over. Yeah. yeah. I mean, literally. the trucking company, like, really, if you're going to look at it, like, they supplied him a truck that wasn't <laughs> equipped for the, you know, for the job. So. All right. Celeste R says, hey, have any of you read the Unwind series? It takes place after a civil war fought over pro-life, pro-choice issues. It also deals with the deep state manipulative propaganda, corrupt policing, and mil- and the military industrial complex sent first book to Lids. Hmm. You ever hear oh, that one? No. I actually want to read it now, though. Yeah. 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 So I was, I was, I, I was saying this before. There's a, there's an article by Charles M. Blow in the New York Times. And I also said this before he even wrote it. Cause I think it's a common idea a lot of people are, are bringing up that abortion may be the catalyst for a civil war. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in June 20, June of next year, many people believe the Supreme Court's going to overturn Roe v. Wade, which will instantly trigger 12 states enacting, um, ab- abortion bans. They're called like trigger laws, something like that. And then I think it's fair to say that you'll have Republicans if they win the House, immediately move for a federal abortion ban across the board. Wow. And then if they have the Senate, Joe Biden will veto it. But then you'll get Donald Trump running in 2024, probably with an indictment on, under his belt. Who's going to say, the first thing I will do is sign the a federal abortion ban. Then the West Coast states are like, we're seceding. And then you get red state. You get, you get the, Biden, the Trump administration saying, we're going to send in the National Guard to stop the rebellion in these states. And then... 
You're I'm not saying it's an abortion. Saying it would get, I, I, I just don't ever see abortion becoming, you know, illegal in the United States. I just don't don't see it. So I'll, I'll put it this way. Feminists uh, will fight tooth and nail, man, to, to, to no, they keep won't. that. You know, they absolutely will not. To keep abortion around? Yeah, they won't. You don't think so? I, I, I know for a fact they won't. I think there, there, there are some that maybe, but for the most part, abortion is not an issue that they're willing to fight for. They're yeah. willing to politically espouse values for. They're willing to tweet about it, but they're not going to go sneak into like they, they tweet about there was, there was someone tweeting about this. She was like, you know, when this when they start banning abortions, we're going to sneak in and start setting up, you know, secret abortion clinics. Like, no, you're not like they're, they're look. I'm sorry, man. It may happen once or twice. But what I mean is there is not going to be a large group of people who are like putting on suits and arming themselves to go in and perform abortions. It's not going to happen. But I'll no, tell you no, this. No, of course. But hold, but hold on. Good. Do you think right? Right-wing individuals and pro-lifers would go in to shut down abortion clinics if it's made illegal? They would. Absolutely. They would fight for it. Yeah. But I will say this, though. I don't think we'll get to that point because we live in a world now, and I guess we can agree to disagree here. Um, we live in a world where, in my opinion, I think the female way of thinking seems to be the correct way to think. And the female way of thinking on the you know predominantly is, hey, pro-choice. I'm pro-choice. You know, most, most women adopt the pro-choice mantra, which is fine. But I just don't ever see abortion being illegal in the United States because feminism is strong here. The, we live in did a, you watch the Supreme Court? You, did you follow the Supreme Court rule, uh, arguments? No, I did not see it. I did not see it. But yeah, I just so don't basically see it all the conservatives, justices put out arguments and questions to the, uh, um, the what do you call it? I can't remember the woman's name. Uh, the Solicitor General mm-hmm. oh, saying, yeah. like, you've got no reason for Roe v. Wade to stand. NBC News, Slate, a bunch of leftists all were tweeting, that's it. June 2022, Roe v. Wade's overturned. Twelve states already have laws in the books saying as soon as it's overturned, they'll trigger and abortion will be instantly illegal. Damn. So, look, you had um, I still don't think Clarence Thomas. Was I mean, we like, could agree to disagree on it, but I just don't see it happening, man. People think, hey, it can't happen here, and then 800 people storm into the Capitol, right? Were the 12, were the 12 states like, like, uh, like red? Mississippi. Red. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So, so take a look at uh, you know Clarence Thomas during the oral arguments. He was like, where in the Constitution is abortion a, a right? And and the Solicitor General was like, it's it's a, a 14th Amendment issue, you know, life, liberty, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Brett Kavanaugh was like, for what reason is this a matter of the Supreme Court and not that a matter for Congress? And he's right 100%. The, the issue of abortion is not a court issue, a constitutional issue. It's a legislative issue. Mm-hmm. And it's only because of this precedent that it exists. Like it's only it, the, a ruling happened and all of a sudden now they're like, well, that's the way it is. When whether or not abortion should or shouldn't be illegal should not be a precedent for the for the Supreme Court. It should be a law. A, 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 a pass through legislation. It should be a, a, a statutory law. This is what I think is going to happen. It's not kind of I, I think the feds are not going to get involved and they're just going to say states, you deal with it and let, just let the states do it. That's literally what overturning Perfect. Roe v. Wade means. Yeah, no, I, but, but that, that's what I'm saying is that it's, I don't think it's going to get overturned. That, so right now, Roe v. Wade is saying states, you have no right to talk about this. If Roe v. Wade is overturned, they're saying states, you deal with it. We won't. You see what I'm saying? So you just agree with me. And you didn't realize it. <laughs> no, it, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna say just that. Kavanaugh's gonna be like it's a matter for the for the for the for the legislative bodies of the states and for Congress, not for us. Clarence Thomas has already said, where in the Constitution does it say this? I can read the Second Amendment. I understand it. Ain't nothing in there about abortion. No, of course. Firearms. But but to be fair, <laughs> it could be said that the conservatives on the Supreme Court are spineless and won't do anything, so maybe that'll happen. Maybe they'll just be like, Well, we're scared of overturning longstanding precedent, so yeah, I just I just don't see people like 
fighting with that man it, like it, it's such a it's something that is such a sensitive topic especially to like you know women in general like you know having that pro choice that ability to you know may be able to make that decision i just don't foresee it happening you know we got a six to, what get. is it, six to three supreme court i believe so technically five to four because nobody trusts roberts yeah because <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll like, see you know. we'll see but i just personally i don't foresee it happening there's no way Trash Panda says, we won't have a civil war. Me, an intellectual. Chaz, George Floyd rights, January 6th, vax mandates, Waukesha attack. You know, it's just really crazy about these people who are like, stop saying civil war. Last year, in several cities, far leftists took over a portion of their cities and killed people. There was a dude in, in Minnesota on a rooftop with a long gun. People were being shot at in their cars in the George Floyd Square and Autonomous Zone. In the Chaz, they, they lit up a white SUV with two teenagers in it, killing one of them. And nothing happened to these people. And they're like, quite literally, far leftists taking over a police station and a, and a, and a small portion of their city. There's not going to be a civil war. Oh, they did it in Minneapolis. They tried doing it in Portland like 12 times. Uh, but no, we're not, uh, you know. 800 people, you know, okay, well, they did enter the Capitol and there was a riot. No, but we're not going. I mean, they are trying to indict the former president, which would prevent him from running again, even though he has massive popular support. And the Republicans all, no, but we're not entering. They, 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 they are currently subpoenaing the former uh, presidential administration and trying to imprison them with criminal charges. But no, 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 no nothing else will happen. This is where it all stops. Mm. And I think this is the part where, like, I know you guys are like, abolish the police or whatever, but this is the danger of when you do that. You know what I'm saying? Effectively, that area was they abolished the police and then what happened? Anarchy, guys were going crazy, people dying, people, you know, ridiculous. I, <sighs> Obviously, you got to be in that sweet middle ground, right? Where like you're still able to, you know, you have the liberty to go to a Panera and get food, you know, without being arrested, right? But at the same time, you want to be able to, you know, have the safety and not have an issue of like a bunch of crazy Antifa people in masks attacking you, you know? Yeah. But all right. One step too far says privacy never appears in the Constitution. No express right to privacy exists, but privacy of beliefs, home, property and person, silence, privilege and liberty clause 14, uh, clause 14 is granted through amendment. Oh, he's naming first, third, fourth, fifth, and 14th. Right. I understand it. And I think because, look, the fourth amendment is your right to be secure in your person or whatever. Yeah, yes. that's your privacy. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, there's, there's other, uh, other uh, amendments. It's, it's literally in there. Do you think people are going to write when just, just Lane Maxwell is free? No. No? No, 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 no. Oh, she's going to you jail. Think, you think she's going to free? I think they're going to, she's know, going to jail, bro. They're going to throw her. 100%. Mm. They're going to throw her. She's going to get a bunch of time. Like, well, they're going into closing arguments right now, and the the the, the state has absolutely failed in their arguments, failed in the people they brought forward. So it could go either way. It's in the jury's hands, but uh, I think the state but did it absolutely. It's the Fed. poor jobs. It's the Fed. Yeah, the state, the state, the Feds. It, uh, the Feds the did a horrible job. Okay, okay, I was yeah. okay. Um, I, I think she's she's going to jail, man. She should. But the state didn't present a, a good enough case from my perspective from what I've seen. Yeah, it's been. Yeah. All right. All right. Angela McArdle says it's not a good strategy to do outreach to people who hate you, but it's good to be welcoming to ex-leftists after they've been cast out by their own. Angela, Absolutely. Oh, yeah. She's mm-hmm. awesome. That's right. <laughs> I will say this. I think they'll get her on at least one of those charges, which are going to carry a significant time because the feds, when it comes to, you know, child sex trafficking always they, crazy. Oper- they operate it yeah uh, you know what i'm saying they're yeah. the ones doing it yeah it's, she, they're gonna <laughs> they have gonna the rec- a lot of they have the receipts 
with the with Epstein, with the federal government aiding and abetting that operation for over thirty years. That's that's the argument that I'm making is that they worked uh, hand in hand with the feds. 30 years, thousands of children got hurt, paid for by your tax dollars. Every step of the way you look, government intervened and helped him out. So that's why I, I'm, I'm not optimistic about this case. She should go to jail. What she did is absolutely horrible. And so should a lot of other people connected to this that were not even called to testify, which they is just an have absolute shame. One charge stick. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. They just have to make one. Sorry, go ahead, Tim. You got some? All right. Kevin Vasquez says, what's up, crew? Love the show. Been listening for over a year now. I need to move out of NY and often hear Luke talk about how great New Hampshire is. What makes what makes it a better state than Florida? Um, the, the most amount of legal uh, machine gun ownership anywhere else in the United <laughs> States. The most amount of, of free schoolers. Um, both states are great. It depends what you like. Uh, I, I love both, and that's why I, I go to New Hampshire. I go to West Virginia. I go to Florida. I spend a lot of time all over the place. Uh, but but it, it it's really about what you personally like yourself. There's a big community in New Hampshire with the Free State Project, but there's also yep. a big Bitcoin community in Miami, which is amazing yep. and growing and expanding. It's, it's super and exciting. The energy's there. The parties are there. The life is there. If if you have a family and you want to settle down, New Hampshire is the way to go. Yeah, if agreed. you're young and you want to have some fun and you want to build relationships and build businesses, Florida is the best place to go right now or El Salvador. Well yeah. said. And if you like the seasons as well, New Hampshire is beautiful for that. And, yeah. you know, if I was going to raise a family, yeah, I'd be I'd be in New Hampshire. I think Florida is yeah. just underrated, man. Like, there's so much in Florida, opportunity. People come there all the time for a vacation. You know, the weather, the food, the culture. You can't miss. Yeah. I Florida. love it there. I'm, you guys I'm a ever Florida go out man. to Stiltsville? Yeah. I'm sorry? You guys ever go out to Stiltsville? Where's that? Stiltsville? Where's that? It? Come on. Is that Key West? No, it's uh, uh, just south of uh, just south of the city, right outside. I think it's International Waters, where they built buildings on stilts. Because the water level is really low, but they they built it so they could gamble legally outside of like you know the jurisdiction of the United States. Really? What? No. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> I didn't even know. So it was it, what? It's, it's a few small buildings. They were damaged That's in awesome. the '90s, like during Hurricane Andrew or whatever. Mm-hmm. But people have parties on them all the time. Mm. Yeah. So I was out with this dude on his boat, and we saw a party. So we just went up to it, and they were like, "Who the hell are you?" And we were like, "Who are you? What are you doing in these buildings? You don't own them." And they were like, "You can't come to this party, dude." And we we're like, "And eh, whatever, we left." But yeah, you go out. You just it just goes south of. Uh, of uh, Miami, and there's it's Stiltsville. It's a bunch of buildings on stilts in the water. I need an invite, bro. Wow. Well, I don't think I don't. I think they're like just abandoned buildings now. Oh, but yeah, and so people just go up there and party because you're like I don't know. Never heard of it, man. But the party yeah. island I know, but not stilts. That's yeah. That's All right, let's read. Let's go. Name of the game says super chats don't need to be read or acknowledged to be effective. Just have some scratch, throw it out there, and influence. So I want to say that because we can't read everyone's super chats, but I will point out a lot of people. Like in the chat or who are watching, they're going to see what you super chat. Yeah. It, yeah. it pops up and it stays there for a, for a while. Lurch685 says, successful people grind. Losers cry about successful people. Smart people try to work for and with successful people and learn from them. You know, I'll make a point. Uh, Luke, you watch Tucker Carlson a bit, right? Mm-hmm. How often does he complain about Rachel Maddow? Um, like uh, once every two weeks, just about. <laughs> How often does he complain about Brian Stelter? Uh, once a week at least. A lot, right? Yes. Yeah. How often does Brian Stelter complain about Fox News, though? All the time. Nonstop. All the time. That's all he does. You know what I mean? So it's like, I think it's okay if you're talking about someone to point out and criticize them regardless of who they are. But I also think it's important to, like, have perspective on what's really important. You know, Brian Stelter gets, what, like 80,000 viewers, I think, total? Really low. Yeah, like, it's just just like, he'd be better off making a YouTube video of himself, (laughs) you know, playing, you know. Tucker calls him the eunuch. Yep, yep, (laughs) yep. But, you know, you know, perspective. People who are at the bottom are going to complain about the people at the top all day, every day, instead of, 
But but you know what happens? Hate always comes from below, man. The people who climb, the crabs who climb out of the bucket are the ones who are focused on the sky and not each other. Bam. Because if you're if you're in that if you're if you're trapped in that you know in that bucket and all you're doing is pointing at someone else and yelling at them, the dude who's looking up is the one who's going to climb out. You could be building or destroying. You choose. Yep. Absolutely, man. Well, they hate, we create. Exactly. Yep. Bam. Bam. That's what we always say. Blue C says, Tim, CDL driver here. The trucker trucker got the sentence deserved for the lives lost and the dozens permanently disabled from his carelessness. Sorry. All right. 23-year-old. He's All very right. young. Yep. All right. Let's grab some of these. Super we'll probably chats. get that appealed. Nah, we'll see. Down the road. It's me says, if no engine breaks because he was in wrong gear. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. There's a lot of people who are following this stuff, you know. Brian Knowles says, Tim, you said all the good cops should quit, but then all we would have is bad cops on the streets who will always enforce these edicts. We We need the good cops to be there to not enforce (laughs) these edicts, but I don't know where they're at. So how about the good cops quit? And then what will happen is they're going to be like, hey, we're short staffed and we can't supply any officers to you. Sorry. Mm. You know what will happen? They're going to be like, the police are too busy defending the police station, so they're not going to come and help you. Mm. I love that story of the guy in New York who had a fight broke out in his building during the riots and he called the police. And he was like, I need some help. I need the police. Here. There's a fight happening in my hallways. And the woman went, sir, the city is under attack. What would you have us do? Yeah. <laughs> really? That. Yeah. Wild. There was a woman, I think it was in Virginia, and they like Black Lives Matter jumped on her car, and they were jumping up and down. And she had her kids with her, and she called the police. And they were like, we can't do anything for you. You're on your own. Yep. So it's like. Good stuff. That's why the Second Amendment is such a great amendment. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, too. Exactly. I tell people when they're like, I, I oppose a death penalty. And they're like, so you think these these abusers should go free? And I'm like, no, I think the women and children who are abused should be armed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kids. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the age is for a, for a parent to get their kid a gun. But, like, mm-hmm. we've had a lot of people talk to us about how when they're 12, their dad gave them a rifle to go hunting. They learned how to be safe. The problem is when people are reckless and don't have proper fire, firearms culture and yeah. safety training, yeah. that kids don't understand it. They find it. They play with it. That's the problem. Now, again, I don't know exactly to what age, you know, a parent wants to decide their kid can handle a weapon. I think probably they got to be a little bit older, probably a teenager at some point. Mm-hmm. But a gun is a tool, man. I mean, that's, right. it, it, that's all it is. And, and honestly, even if you hate guns, you should at least be trained so that, God forbid, something ever happened. Mm-hmm. You know how to operate one. You know how to, make, you know, discharge one safely. You know how to, you know, clean it, you know. I think everybody should have guns. Loaded, yeah. yeah. I, I think so, too. Because I, then it's like... If you're going to force them to have health care, force us to have guns. Well, there's, there's, look, people are like, these these evil people who are committing these atrocities should be put to death. And I'm like, the, the people who are victimized should be armed. Yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying that'll end all victimization. It'll help. It's not, it'll prevent a lot but of it. But we don't, we don't got to worry about, you know, uh, the state getting involved if some, you know, psycho rapist tries to attack a woman and then she defends herself from this this, this evil... Well, you know, hey, look, maybe people shouldn't be evil and try and harm other people in that way. You know what I mean? The people scariest have the right to thing themselves. Is, is being somewhere where only the police and criminals have guns. You don't yep. want that. You know yep. what I'm saying? you got to be able to protect yourself in times of peril where the police can't get to you or whatever. And time is of the essence. And everyone needs to understand basic gun safety. You know, keep it point of safe direction. How to load a gun. How to load a magazine. How to, you know, disarm a gun. You know, to break it down. Clean it. You need to learn these basic things. Mm-hmm. All right. Here we go. We'll read one more. Romans says, hello, my mom is a really big fan and watches your show every night. My dad got in a bad motorcycle wreck, and I was hoping for you uh, and your fans, hoping hoping for you and your fans to support him on GoFundMe. Keep up the great work. Help James while recovering by Sarah Duran. I certainly hope that uh, your dad gets better. Motorcycle accidents are no joke. Yeah. Um, I think it's like, it's like a, like, what is it, like one in four people on motorcycles will get into an accident. It's crazy. It's, like, it's yeah, not a yeah, matter dude. of if, it's a matter of when. Yeah. You got in a motorcycle accident, right? Three. 
I almost died. Oh my Whoa. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, uh, one in Barbados and two here in, in uh, wow. Florida. And you know what? It's people are on their phones and they're just living life, mm-hmm. getting drunk and getting lit. Mm-hmm. So your life is in their hands, literally. Yeah. So I said, you know what? I'm done writing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no more. Spoonie Jank says you treat Jack like you say people treat Baldwin. I'm not sure what that means. Are you talking about Jack Murphy? <laughs> he's not here. I haven't talked to him about any of this stuff. That, no. you know, he's coming. No, he's coming. Yeah, yeah he's coming. On, he's coming on Wednesday. And I'm sure the first thing that's going to happen is he's gonna, of people are going to be asking about this, you know. All right, here, last one. Harry Drew says, recent listener, and I love your content. My dad, who was, in a ma- uh, who was a maverick thinker, lost his life earlier this month. Your podcast has helped me stay sanish during this time. I think embodies this podcast's way of navigating. Thank you. All right. I really appreciate it, man. I'm sorry, to, sorry for your loss, and I, I you know, I wish you the best. Man. Condolences. And uh, all right, we got to we got to do one more right here. Let's do it. Tarzan Jungle Kung Fu says, "Actual truck driver here. Engine brakes are an assist to shifting the truck low and stab braking when needed as you descend. An engine brake doesn't matter if the service brakes fa- uh, fail; it will run away eventually." Interesting. Hmm. All right, man. You know, I don't know, but hey. Go to TimCast.com, become a member. We're going to get into that members segment now, and we'll get we'll get spicy with it. So again, spicy guys, join in. It will. A lot of people. We've we've had a few people ask us about this. So you go to TimCast.com, sign up on the top right, and then it'll be on the front page, of the homepage, or in the members only section as a big photo. You'll see it. We usually upload that around 11 p.m. because we're going to record it right now. We put it up, and this is the website exclusive stuff. But there's also a massive library. You can go back and watch hundreds of these videos with all of your favorite people. Don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. You can follow the show at Timcast IRL basically everywhere or Timcast underscore IRL or something. You can follow me on Instagram at Timcast or Twitter if you want. Do you guys want to shout out to anything, your shows or? Yeah, man. Uh, follow us on YouTube, Fresh and Fit. Um, also as well, personal Instagram, Fresh Print CEO. Our main page, Fresh and Fit Podcast. And then, Marion, you want to plug your stuff? Yeah, uh, mine is Unplugged Fit, guys. You know, uh, there's a lot of impersonators of us recently, so we got the two verified accounts, so you'll know it's us, Unplugged Fit, Fresh Prince CEO. And then check us out on uh, YouTube, Fresh and Fit. And then we also have a clips channel, Fresh and Fit Clips. Check us out every Monday. We talk about, you know, making money, money Mondays, Wednesdays with Womanizer Wednesdays, Fridays, Fitness Fridays. And then every single night, uh, Monday through Friday, we bring on girls and we have discussions about dating, relationships. Sex and you can watch me, you know, get in debates and or sometimes kick out. And annoying we, we bring on celebrity guests as well. Yes, like rappers, you know, people in the news of that too. So. Yeah, we got you guys for everything. We're gonna get Tim down as well one day. We'll yeah, we need Tim in oh, studio. Yeah. No, no, he never gonna, meets, but we're gonna no. go down to Florida. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're yeah. gonna be there. I think in February. Uh, is it March? There's the Bitcoin conference that's going to be going on there. I'm gonna be speaking at that nice. and. Um, uh, there's a lot of possibilities in Florida. I want to build, grow, and expand. So uh, got a huge Actually, crypto network down. We got there. Jordan yeah. Jordan Peterson coming in February too. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. And, so and Michaela. So we're gonna schedule. Shout I'm, I'm gonna build a Freedomistan yeah. in Florida. That's my goal. Uh, so if if you're in Florida, could help me with do that. If you know any real estate agents, let me know. But I'll it's time my, to build and expand and grow, and, yeah. and let's do. We this. got a bunch. So yeah, yeah, yeah we'd be happy cool. to have you guys. So down yeah, I mean, it's only a matter of time. The energies in Florida, it's amazing. It's immaculate. You know what I want to see? Yeah. I want to see you and Tim in the club. That would be oh. funny <laughs> as hell. Let's get lit. I did a bunch of yeah. I did a bunch of crazy clubs in in Miami. It's it's an experience. Experience, but it's it's so weird. It's like a little prison industry. We could talk about that later. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, we'll that uh, uh, 
I have my own independent media organization called We Are Change. I released two videos today, one on LukeUncensored.com about Trump's pro-Big Pharma statements and another one on YouTube.com forward slash We Are Change. And because you guys have me here, uh, thank you so much for being a part of this conversation and helping spread all of this independent media, decentralizing all of our forces and doing the best we can to kick some major globalist behind. Uh, thanks so much for having me. Thank you guys very much for tuning in this evening. I was in the corner all evening pushing buttons. It was a lot of fun. I love these guys. Love our conversations. You guys may follow me on Twitter at Sarah Patch Lentz. We'll see you all over at TimCast.com for the member segment. Thanks for hanging out. Bye, guys. Let's go. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.